on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt will be joined by Jason Young as young Nick is trying to become a mountain climber. Matt and Jason will kick things off by having a chat with Jax Navarro, aka Plastic Action, about what it feels like to go mainstream as a toy photographer. After Jax heads off to create some more epic art, Matt and Jason will recap the current state of the War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries, while also introducing a new Kira spin-off series from Marvel. They'll also talk some Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga news and about the new Dunuo Novo outfit from NECA. Finally, Matt will talk about a potential giveaway coming up instead of doing the question of the week, and then he and Jason will honor this week's top five Star Wars featured artists to close out the show. Punch it, Chewie. Everybody, welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. And look, I fired Nick's ass. He's gone. He's been ejected out of the Millennium Falcon, and I replaced him with the deep, baritone-sounding vocals of one Jason Young. Jason, how's it going, buddy? Welcome back. Doing good. Good to see you. And if you're on the live stream, we have a special guest today. I know Nick and I have bored you with just our our lonesome selves the past two shows. Uh, But we're back with a special guest. And boy, oh boy, is this guest extremely special because we are talking with at Plastic Action, a.k.a. Jax Navarro. Jax, welcome to the show, my friend. I am uh, extremely pleased to finally get you on to the SWTS. How's it going? Hello there. Hello. Oh, <laughs> oh, Mr. Kenobi nice. to you, too. <laughs> Star Wars reference. No, it, exactly. Um, no, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, it's an honor to be here, and I'm excited to talk some shop with you guys. Yeah, so you know how we usually do it when we bring in someone from the Star Wars artist community. I mean, I know Jax is more than just Star Wars. He has uh, multiple brands under his belt, but he does some Star Wars art, too. That's why we've got him on the show. Uh, Plus, you know, myself, Jason, being in the... I used to be in the toy photography game until I decided to take a few months off. Um, I don't know. He did at plastic action is just uh, an artist, a member of the community that I've been uh, really excited to talk to uh, because like a lot of us, I think we've kind of seen him explode from toy photographer to kind of mainstream with, with plastic ballers and all the stuff he's gotten mixed up in with, with uh, what ESPN uh, bleach report, Nerdist, complex HOH. I mean, he's been all over the place with his toy photography. Uh, And and there's a reason for that. So uh, we'll we'll be talking to Jax today to start things off. And then, of course, when he drops off, we don't want to take up too much of his time. He's got to make some more awesome uh, toy photography for us to look at. Uh, Jason (laughs) and I will be your guides through the week in Star Wars, what you need to know. Um, And there's not much you need to know. So we'll we'll see how long uh, today's episode is. But it'll take like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you and I, we're, we're, we're gas bags once these mics go live. So you never know what type of tangents we may go down. But right now we're going to focus on our boy, Jax. So Jax, like we usually do here, we, 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 we kind of like to establish our guests as, a, or at least learn what type of uh, Star Wars fan are they? 
are they trolls? Do they not like it? Is it just something that, you know, their their family got into? They like collecting the figures. We like to find things out. So good, sir. Are you Lay it on me. a Star Wars fan or like you were saying in our chat, a Star Trek fan? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Star Trek. Um, I wouldn't call myself a casual Star Wars fan because I know a little bit, but I don't really watch all the animated stuff. I'm not uh, really uh, I didn't watch Clone Wars. And what's the other one? Rebels. Um, Rebels, Bad Batch, and Jason's favorite, Star Wars Resistance. There you go. Yep. (laughs) That's heard a lot of good things about that. Heard a lot of good things. Um, (laughs) Well, not from Jason. Hey, it's all right. So, (laughs) Jax. I I, I didn't dislike it. It I know. It's fine. It's kind of like an inside joke on the SWTS. Uh, Nick and I dedicated programs to Star Wars Resistance, which is turned out to be (laughs) one of the most hated uh, animated versions of Star Wars for most fans. So it's just kind of funny that we decided to dedicate time to it when most people hated it. But hey, it's all good. Um, Like who is that? Rahul Cooley tweeted last week. The wise Rahul Cooley. Uh, Star Wars mm. is like a restaurant menu. All right. You don't have to like everything on it, but don't be don't be dicks to those that may like eating octopus or, you know, fried uh, goat nuts. Right. So <laughs> you never know. Exactly. So as a casual fan, Jax, is it is it something that you can remember as a young kid? Kind of someone got you in the Star Wars or did you just you just kind of dig it because, you know, the figures are cool to collect. How, what was your first exposure to the Star Wars universe? Well, I grew up in the original trilogy era and um, I was pretty young when Empire Strikes Back came out. But I do remember watching Return of the Jedi in the theaters and this is blown away. Like I was really into the whole Jedi thing. I think that's what got me was, you know, the laser swords and uh, basically Luke's story. You know, he's uh, definitely my favorite character because as whiny of a bitch as he is, (laughs) he is my favorite character because of, (laughs) you know, it just has a whole underdog thing, you know, and you root for that. So um, I'm definitely kind of glad you you mentioned that about Luke and I don't think it's a knock it's it's truly how the character is portrayed for the most part um but you know come the last Jedi I don't know if you've gotten mixed up in the sequel films uh obviously obviously a lot of people (laughs) did not like whiny Luke even though as you stated he's he's kind of been a little whiny as his father was uh for for most of his life so so were you a, a TLJ fan then, or did you not appreciate Ryan Johnson's take on Star Wars? I hated it, and <laughs> I can't even tell you exactly why. Like, I can't really articulate why, but I left the theater, and I was Ooh. like, this kind of sucked. And I listened to everybody's uh, reviews about it and kept open mind, tried watching it again. And I was like, yeah, it still kind of sucks. And... I still can't watch it till today. All right. But it, it had nothing to Fair do enough. with because for a lot of people it was kind of the Luke angle that that's where a lot of their rage came yeah. from. Um, but it, you can't. It's just like overall just blue. Right. That that's your your stance on TLJ. Just just didn't cut the mustard. Pretty much. 
That's fair enough. And I didn't really like the way I didn't really like the way Luke was portrayed too. Um, but it just didn't feel right, you know. Like I'm pretty simple when it comes to to movies. Like I don't care. Like I'm not over analytical about movies. Um, if it feels good, I'm gonna like it. You know, if I come out of the theater, I'm like, wow, that was entertaining. Then I'm good with it. But I left that theater and I was like, yeah, I'm not liking this. It's not. <laughs> so I, I assume that uh, Force Awakens, like that was probably more your jam in, in terms of like the sequel trilogy, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that one felt good. That one actually brought me into toy photography. Yeah, a lot of us. That was a, that was a little segue, right? Um, <laughs> Force Awakens, uh, I don't know. I, I just loved everything about it. I liked the, the humor in it. I loved all the new characters. I liked the way uh, Finn's story was going. I liked the way... Oh, sorry. That... Siri, when I said... Oh, did Siri Finn, check in? And... Siri checked in. Um, <laughs> hey, Siri. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I just like the entire uh, the story and just the way they were going with it. And I felt like The Last Jedi didn't merge well with the force awakens that was my thoughts at least so what, is that what, more from like a because uh, i think a lot of the issue was you started with um you know ryan johnson was in between jj abrams and it just was disruptive to the whole storyline do you think that if jj abrams continued the story and he was just the director for all three films that it would have been different i mean just if you've ever thought about that or speculated i think so yeah. i think there would have been more of a cohesiveness better flow <laughs> to that trilogy um but it it didn't seem like it connected well with the other films. Yeah, and that was, you know, I mean, you guys are, are much more of a traditional artist than myself or, or Nick when he's on the show. Um, so from that standpoint, from that, you know, kind of mindset, like like Jason says, I mean, to me, it was always mind-boggling that they decided to pick three different artists to all write yeah. and then direct a trilogy that needs to be cohesive uh, it, it would be like jason starting to set up a toy shoot then mm -hmm. with no direction jacks could do whatever he wanted to to the toy shoot next and then i come in at the end and like yeah hey, you know what i'm gonna do this move this guy this way this and that and yeah while all three shots may stand out on their own it's not going to tell a cohesive narrative throughout the, the, the trilogy. So I think JJ himself Agreed. eventually came out and said, um, yeah, sometimes plans <laughs> are good. And, and, and he was directly referencing right. what happened to the sequel trilogy. So, um, yeah. we, we've beaten that dead horse multiple times over. Uh, it is what it is, but it, 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 I think we're all kind of coming to the, uh, the, the realization that, don't ever fucking do that again, Disney. Um, please <laughs> exactly. allow for at least a writer on all the movies if they're going to be connected and then let the director switch in and out. You know, that sometimes makes more sense. That's what George did in the OT. Um, but please, that experiment was terrible. Never do it again. Um, all right, Jack. So, I mean, you're, you're like Jason and I. You were born in the correct trilogy timeline. All right. We all know yes. this to be true. Those born after the 90s like to tell us that the prequels are, you know, that's where it's at. But hey, we, we get it. 
What came yeah. before is always the best. So I'm going to I'm going to take a stab here. Your favorite film is probably from that era, correct? Yes. And is it the one with the murder bears like myself or is it the <laughs> go to empire? I think I think Return of the Jedi holds that nostalgic feeling. Uh, I think Empire is a better film um, when I look back at it now as an adult. But there's something about Return of the Jedi, you know, the murder bears are is awesome. <laughs> I love, gotta them love them. I mean, I, that, that's my pick. And I have all sorts of like daddy issues, reasons why I love Jedi. You know, the fight between <laughs> Luke and Vader at the end yeah. uh, to this day, oh, if yeah. I talk about too long, I'll start crying like a little baby. But that's OK. I'm in touch with my emotions. Uh, the older I get, the, the, the more in touch I become. <laughs> so um, but no, I just I, I've I, you guys I want to ask you, you too, Jason. Is your favorite movie Empire, Jason, or are you a nut like me and, and Jax and you kind of veer off that script? And then, then I no, want to figure I mean, out honest, why. Yeah, honestly, if we're talking original trilogy, the first three films, I would say Return of the Jedi because that is the one that I was – that might – I don't know. I don't remember exactly when I saw them, what order. But, um, you know, when it came out in 83, I was two years old. So it was later when I actually watched them. Right. And I think Return of the Jedi was the one that at least stuck out the most. And there was just so much going on, like going from, you know, space to indoor to, you know, Tatooine and all these different creatures. And the budgets were larger. So there were more things you could just um, enjoy visually. And the story, too, like that was where Luke was kind of at his prime. And you felt like it all was coming together and making sense. You're going to defeat the bad guy. And then. I don't know. That one to me, I think is just the most exciting. Like Jack's like what you're saying, like the most nostalgic. Right. So that's kind of the where, where I lean, but my take um, and, and I agree with, with Jack's, I mean, in terms of like cinema empire, yeah, probably is the best built star yeah, Wars, but yeah. I, I've explained, I think when, when Sean was on that visual approach photography, uh -huh. Empire to me as a kid fucked me up like it it, it wasn't <laughs> good. Like I didn't, I, I don't think I was ready to see good guys lose at whatever it was it, maybe two or yeah, three when i watched it it's just like it didn't seem normal it's not what kids are used to they, they you know the good guys while they might get screwed up or messed up in the middle by the end it's usually miller time let's let's celebrate good guys win and <laughs> and this one really it's kind of horrible the whole time i mean they're they get their ass kicked yeah. on hoth luke gets his ass kicked yeah. by a wampa then he gets his ass kicked by yoda and really han lay and the rest they're getting their ass kicked chased by the empire the, the whole movie and it just as a kid it was almost too too dark too too bad bad guy rich or, or favoring the bad guys so i think that's why i've kind of blocked it out buried it down and have gone with rotj as the number one of all time so yeah you guys i mean did it did it fuck you up emotionally as little kids too or am i just a weirdo i mean <laughs> i i like I liked when Luke got his hand cut no, off. No, Jack. I don't know what it was about masochist. that. <laughs> but I reenacted that with my brother quite a bit. Um, and I always wanted to be Luke with his hand cut off and doing all this no. stuff. Guys, and hanging and jumping <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Did you guys have the sweet all plastic lightsabers back in the 80s? I don't know, I don't know if Kenner made them back then, but they... They kind of like had the ends hollowed yep. out. So if you swung it loud enough, it'd be like, woo, woo, just yep. like make a wind sound. Not like these kids these days getting essentially one to one master prop replicas to play. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I had uh, we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. So 
we would take, um, you know, those, uh, paper towel rolls. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just like t- tape them up to, <laughs> to make them real long. Yeah. And those are our light, those are our lightsabers. Yeah. So just get the mouse Perfect. sound effects going. That, that that's really, I think where a lot exactly. of us, um, do, do you credit star Wars at all, or, or maybe some of the other pop culture from your childhood with your, I don't know. I, I mean, your your fascination with toys and collectibles at, at this point in your life, or was it something else that kind of uh, got you into collecting? No, easily. And I wasn't even a collector. Um, it all started. Uh, well, first of all, as a kid, I would always draw Star Wars. Uh, I would recreate stuff from uh, Return of the Jedi, especially the Death Star when they were going to blow it up. So I would draw X wings. I would draw. Millennium Falcon, I would draw the uh, TIE Fighters and just create these basically uh, animated scenes on paper. And uh, that was for me like what opened up art was Star Wars. And then now, you know, and as a kid, I should let me go back to being a kid. I didn't have a lot of figures either. Um, because we couldn't really afford to have figures, but my neighbor had pretty much every Star Wars toy. So I would always go over there, play with the Millennium Falcon, all those little, I, I think I had uh, Boba Fett one time and I would reenact him getting, uh, sucked up, um, with the That's Sarlacc. <laughs> yeah. I buried a damn hole in the backyard. He's still back there somewhere. No, <laughs> Never no. got him out. Oh, no. Kenner Fett Seriously, is lost. Seriously, the rocket firing <laughs> that's worth like $200,000. Yeah, man, I was going right? to say, you better Uh-oh. make sure that's not one that shoots the rocket because what is it, like $10,000, I believe, if not more? That's no, way more than that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to know, man, but it's down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like those people that threw out uh, their hard drives that had Bitcoin on it when Bitcoin was worth like $100. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, the Kenner toys are sweet with their four points of articulation, right? The the robot arms and the robot legs. Oh, dude. Arms, legs, and neck. Luke Luke with black hair and yellow lightsabers coming out of his arm. Obi-Wan in his leisure suit, like that that vinyl leather. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah, you didn't didn't miss out on any of those toys. I mean, yeah, it's it's like, I guess, some nostalgia at this point. But that's another one. Like, damn, just think about what kids got to play with that were born in the... When the Black Series start, like late 2000s, I mean, 2013. Oh, I know. Just think yeah. about that. I mean, what, what you could get into with with those as a kid. I mean, hell, we do it now as as large kids. Um, some of us better than others, but uh, it's just it, it's crazy what kind of the the collecting has turned into, and just the the, the quality of figures you can get. All right, yeah. so uh, a few more Star I just remember it real Go quick ahead, Jason. That. Like, I remember just it allowed us to use our imagination because we didn't have the ability to buy something that looked realistic or a lightsaber yep. that actually extended or whatever. Right. So I'm curious, like kids these days, because you can get that stuff if they're less prone to be as imaginative or create their own things, if it's going outside and playing in the backyard, because you can just buy a play set or, you know, that's kind of an interesting topic or interesting thought, I think. Yeah, it is because it's, it's I look at it from two angles. Uh, one is is yours. Does it kind of lessen the creativity? And the second is they have all this technology now and all these outlets and, right. and apps and and mediums that they could kind of strive to create for like, like like us. I mean, Instagram, while, you know, it may not be the photo photo sharing app that it once was today. Uh, but it has allowed uh, a lot of people from the community. I mean, Jax is probably one of the, the, the shining examples here of 
kind of getting that your, your artistic side out there and, and getting a huge uh, following for it. So, yeah, I I, I think it's kind of like I said, twofold these days. I mean, it, it, they might have too many nice things, but some of the nice things can also, I think, kind of. Uh, coax out their creativity to to get on some of these newer platforms doing videos uh, dare i say tiktoks and all that young kids stuff um, yeah. uh, Jax, have you had to go the tiktok route or did you your following on ig is large enough that you're you're good oh no i've been on tiktok for for a bit i think uh it's been over i think it started may 2020 2020 mm-hmm and um, it's been good. I got a lot of opportunities from TikTok uh, because of the algorithm and how awesome it right. is. It just they put your work out there, man. Yeah. So do you feel it's good? Do you feel then uh, TikTok has been a bigger driver of your IG growth, say over the past two or three years, or do you think it's kind of a a combo of both? Just working the game. I think it's a combo. Um, definitely a lot of people from TikTok, uh, go to my IG and follow, um, because it's different content. Mm. You know, the Instagram is mostly my photos and then TikTok is how I make my photos essentially. So, um, but you know, the, the, the big thing, the, how I get a lot of exposure on Instagram is just the huge accounts that will share my stuff. Um, that's how I get my growth on, on Instagram, but TikTok is completely different. It's like you're on, when you open up TikTok, what opens up is a for you page. And it's basically like the explore page. And if your video gets on there, millions of people are going to see it. Yeah. Uh, if they engage, you know, so potentially not every video, but potentially it can go viral. Whereas Instagram, I've. I don't think I've ever had anything really go viral on Instagram. Um, can you start making videos for Star Wars Time Show on TikTok? <laughs> just kidding, man. We can't go viral anywhere, but I think that's just a, uh, a, a, a could be a me problem. So uh, we're, we're not going to worry for about that For a small today. fee, I could. All right, there sweet. Yeah, I was gonna, don't worry. We're going to get into what you're doing these days to make some casholas. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll slide you, slide you a 50 for a mention. Or maybe these days it's 500. You never know with, with Plastic Action and his meteoric rise up the ranks of uh, pop culture influencing. All right, one more, one or one or two more Star Wars deals, and then we're going to get into this this little hobby that you found yourself doing a few years ago. And now I I, I hope it's uh, more than just a jobby. I hope it's something that's bringing you happiness and financial stability. But we'll get there, uh, real quick. Kind of maybe maybe some quick fire Star Wars stuff here. Uh, we, Let's go. we learned about your favorite character, Luke Skywalker. Favorite film we yeah. learned too, Return of the Jedi. How about, yeah. is there a moment from the franchise? Now, we know you're, you're mainly just movies, probably just OT. Is there a moment that stands out for you in particular that if you had to sell Star Wars to, say, an alien race that just came to invaded us, and they're like, hey, Jax, we want to watch something cool, how would you sell it? What, what, what is that standout moment from Star Wars that you'd be like, this is why you need to watch this franchise before you kill us all? Well, the I'm going to go to the Phantom Menace and the Duel of the Fates mm. is is everything about that sequence is amazing to me. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I love the, the laser sword. So 
Uh, that's kind of what sold me. So that's how I would sell Star Wars and just the the look of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And then the the soundtrack, all that put together was just amazing. Um, so it would have to be Duel of Fate. Well, I'd, I'd like you to know that's the exact yeah. right answer um, because Dave Filoni himself, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Filoni. He's kind of... George Lucas Jr. I guess that's He's, that's the easiest way to. Oh, I thought he was a Star Trek. I thought he no, was a Star Trek how producer. dare no, you? How dare mind. you? That's that's Lord Lord Filoni. No, I mean essentially Dave is George. <laughs> of right? course I know Dave. Yeah, D- Dave is George. Hopefully you work with him one day on, on some sort of promotion for the Mandalorian. You never know. Um, but he actually, I don't know if you uh, on Disney Plus they kind of they do a behind the scenes series after every season of the Mandalorian, and the the first season of this uh, behind the scenes series, Filoni sat down and kind of described the Duel of the Fates and how that essentially is everything about. Star Wars, the story of Anakin Skywalker, so on and so forth. And he explained, he's like, listen, if Qui-Gon Jinn did not die, Anakin would have become the chosen one because Qui-Gon was a father figure where Obi-Wan was a brother. Obi-Wan was always going to look at Anakin as like, you know, I I've got to do Mm. this for my master, not I want to do this. It's the right thing to do. Uh, I I know I didn't explain it as eloquently as, as Dave did, but like I said, you you got the right answer. So we'll be sending you your winnings in the mail. Uh, good job there. We didn't. That's, he didn't cheat. He he pulled that one out of his own head. So I did good answer. Nice pulled job. that right out of my ass and uh, I scored brownie <laughs> points with Dave Filoni. There you go. I love it. There you go. They, I mean, he he watches too. So hopefully he'll he'll pick this up and you'll be getting a call from his people to do like some awesome. you know some stop up, motion stuff like that. Um, yeah, we already talked about stuff not sitting well with UTLJ, which you know is a, a an answer shared by by many, and that's quite all right. So. And, and I think you even got this one. I, I typically like when we transition into the photography aspect. Do you feel like, and you kind of answered a little bit with the whole TFA discussion, do, do you feel like uh, your, your fandom with Star Wars figures, other pop culture, is that what kind of propelled you into toy photography? I mean, how did you get mixed up in this hobby? Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys know this. I think Jason might know this, but my account was not Plastic Action in the beginning. It was called BB-8 Files. It's stupidest friggin' name ever, but it was an all BB-8 account. And don't oh, laugh, really? but it was—it's absolutely true. And because my wife bought me the uh, the app-controlled BB-8 by Sphero, I think that's how you pronounce it, and. Uh, at the time, I was doing a lot of dog photography, and I was kind of getting burned out with that stuff. And uh, I saw this little thing. I was like, this would be cool to photograph. So I started photographing that, posting it on Instagram, started its own Instagram. Um, and that's how I jumped into or I saw toy photography, toy photography for the first time. Um, Sergeant Bananas was definitely one of the first uh, Galactic Warfighters was mm-hmm. another one because all you know when I was posting BB-8 stuff everything Star Wars was coming in all that Star Wars art didn't even know it was toy photography and um, started clicking on these images I'm like what the hell is this and I was like wow these are figures and found out what Black Series was uh, went on Amazon I think I bought Ray and BB-8 because I still wanted to keep that BB-8 thing going. Um, 
after I bought them, I was like, got to get Kylo, got to get some first order stormtroopers, and then Off the rest the is history, man. Yeah. So what was now? It's the. Uh, it seems like so. So are you talking like? 2014 2015 ish is that kind of when a lot of this started uh i think it was 2016 right when or uh, force awakens came out in 2015 right correct? December, december 15 so it was, yeah it was it, yeah so i got that um that bb8 at 2000 yeah same year that christmas actually then i i think it was in january is when um i bought my first black series figure Excellent. figures and then that was it from there it's like jason it's like That's, there was something in the water at that time i don't know if hasbro right? was was lacing True. the water with some sort of buy our figures crack <laughs> or hot toys but that's right around that's right around when i started with funko pops i know when i talked mm-hmm. to you you kind of started around that same it seems like Almost everyone but Sergeant Bananas was was kind of just getting exposed to this hobby for the first time, 2015, 2016. And now it's it's kind of grown into its its own little beast at this yeah. point. But it, it's, it's weird how how it just the, the, the genesis of at least the toy photography community on IG. I mean, we, we can't speak for the other ones. It, right. It's weird how like we all just kind of gravitated towards it as if the force was calling us uh, towards this new hobby. So it was. Um, I, it's like it, it. I don't know. It's strange. Maybe there'll there'll be a movie on it one day. Uh, we'll, we'll do a, a movie of Jax's life, and we'll kind of get into how <laughs> how this happened. Like I said, is it mind control from Hasbro? I don't know. Uh, but it just seems fishy <laughs> that all these people. I mean, hundreds of us. One day, like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna start taking pictures of these things that I've been collecting for years, or just just now collecting. Um, so Jack and we, and we are all pretty much addicted at this point, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm it's, um, I, I almost feel like I'm in toy photography AA right now because it's been so long since I've had a shoot. I still collect, but now they just kind of pile up on the table and don't go uh, in front yeah. of the lens. Uh, there, there are reasons for I that. that. I mean, there are reasons for that. I mean, a lot of it was just what's been going on for the past year and a half with the pandemic, uh, you know, work situations, little kid situations. But it, yep. it is still, I mean, every day, either through the Star Wars time show or or just, you know, fumbling on the phone like we all do, like a bunch of crackheads. I'm there. I'm looking at people's work. I'm, I'm interacting. I'm, I'm seeing, oh, hey, look, look, look what Plastic Action did today. Holy shit. That's amazing. How does someone think about that? Or look at work more or less showing us that, yes, you can shoot with an iPhone, but it does not look as good when you shoot with a DSLR. Um, but it is it is. Um, I mean, I think it's it's part of the community, but it's also the obsession of getting that next awesome shot that people are going to respond to, uh, which kind of. It's, it's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to like take different art like photography as an art form and then bring in the, the stuff we love like the collectibles and all that stuff and to to see it as like this really beautiful like crossover and hybrid where we can do both things and we can see this as like the, the stuff that we're seeing on Instagram and elsewhere it's just beautiful like just in its own right let alone that it's toy photography so agreed 
Yeah, it, yeah. it's really the, the community and, and some members that have really kind of taken it to heart and, and worked on the craft and gotten into Dio building and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, these days when you when you pull up any of the hashtags we all use, it's like, shit, these people should probably be getting paid for their work <laughs> and not putting it out there uh, for bozos like me to look at it for free. So uh, it really <laughs> has like it really the, the community just it keeps growing and it keeps advancing in, in its techniques and quality. And, you know, people yeah. like you two, you're, you're obviously you're, you're up there as as the champions of, of the uh, community. I, I know Jax. Yes. I mean, Sergeant Banana is definitely a, a godfather. Uh, but to me, in particular, I, I feel like plastic action has become uh, kind of the first to really go mainstream. So, Jax, my question there, do you remember the moment when you realize that your talent just went mega viral, is it the Thanos snapshot or was it before that? Yeah. All right. No, that was it. Let me, let me pull it up because if you're not familiar with, with Jax's work, he, uh, he has this hashtag plastic ballers with a Z and he creates some insanely creative, uh, toy photography shots on basketball courts. And the one we're talking about so here, good. I have up on the stream right now. I finally got it up there, Jax. But it was a play on uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, uh, and the snap from Infinity War. And Jax had, he's got a, a figure arts Thanos out there with a pose. Like he just drained the shot to kind of end the war while he's snapping. And you can see uh, our MCU ha- heroes fading away. And I believe didn't, this got picked up by uh, what ESPN and then things just went crazy from there. Yeah, I actually started out um, with uh, a big basketball account called ball is life and complex sports and they shared it, but they didn't know who created it. Ooh, Sorry, sorry, Siri, sorry, Siri. Damn you, Siri. Shut up. Siri, we'll, um, we'll get you on the show next week. It's okay. Your turn's coming. <laughs> She's always trying to butt in. <laughs> I need to turn her off. I don't know how, though. Um, so where did I leave off? Yeah, so Complex Sports and uh, Ball is Life shared it. Didn't know who the creator was. So this thing was blowing up. Uh, but they found it on Twitter. And uh, Twitter shared it. The right person shared it. They got a hold of it. Uh, went crazy on Instagram. Uh, I forgot how I found out, but I started um, DMing. Jason was one of the guys. Uh, Zay, Spencer, a bunch of my homies. And I was like, hey, I need your help. Can you like tell these guys to credit me and post it in my stories? So eventually they saw that. They credited me. Um, and then ESPN got a hold of it. And that's when it went crazy crazy viral I mean, what, what did that feel like was that i mean i know i mean no one's gonna sit there and be like yes i i do this hobby to get known even though deep down we're, we all kind of do it to get exposed let's be real but what was it like for sure what was that like when you realized that holy shit my my toy photo has now probably been seen by millions of people it was unreal man like the, the, and the kicker for me is I'm a sports fan already. Like I grew up on SportsCenter and ESPN. So um, I can't even describe the feeling. It was just like, it felt unreal. Um, 
And it was a high that I had for at least a few days, you know, but, um, but it was cool. I, I thought like it, the one thing that I really liked about it is it brought toy photography out in, into the mainstream. Um, I, I feel like when, whenever we have these wins, everybody wins right. because yeah. I try and put toy photography hashtag in all my work. So if people are curious about it, they click on that and they see other people's stuff. So it was awesome, man. I can't, I can't deny it. Uh, yeah. It I just, amazing. I can't imagine. And then, was your phone just going like, did you have to turn it off? I mean, was your account like, were you getting so many beeps on IG, like new follow <laughs> or DM, 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 DM. Did you just have to disable notifications? Yeah, well, I had it disabled already, Smart. but at, you know, during, during that time, I do remember I was curious, like <laughs> how, how much am I going to grow from right. this? So I'd always oh, refresh. Yeah. And I think it, it, that night ESPN posted it that night. So three days after, I think I got like 15,000 followers just from that ESPN Not post. Bad. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's better than paying a bot for followers, I'd say. I mean, that, that's, that's a quick turnaround <laughs> there. <laughs> so That's awesome, man. I mean, when, when something like that happens, what has life been like since that moment? I mean, it, it clearly has, I know, I think your account now, you're what, 162,000, something like that, just on IG, who knows what you're doing on TikTok. Uh, but do you feel like that moment uh, forever changed you and toy photography, or you and your journey with toy photography? I mean, I can't walk down the street anymore. Like people are just like, hey, can I have it? It's, no, it's plastic um, action. Look, <laughs> will he sign my photo? Honestly, yeah, it, it hasn't changed much for me except, you know, opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot more opportunity now. Uh, a lot of more uh, business opportunities, just a lot more exposure. Because, you know, when ESPN posts it, the other big accounts look at it like Bleacher Report is huge because um, they all look at each other's stuff because they're really into the whole viral thing. Right. So when they when something viral, they post or like, ooh, I want a piece of that. They'll repost it and it just goes crazy. So yeah. um, what has life been like? It's just I don't know. It's fun. What's um? <laughs> I have to say it's just been fun, what's man. the coolest opportunity you, you've gotten from your uh, toy photography excellence? Ooh, or is there one you, you haven't question. even uh, shared with the world yet? Sounds like a hard question. <laughs> we um, had a lot of great opportunities, it seems. Yeah, the, the recent Space Jam uh, stop motion opportunity was pretty unreal because that. First of all, they hired me to they paid me to do stop motion Um and I had nothing really under my belt except for one stop motion video. So I don't know what the hell they saw in me. Maybe it was potential, but I, I just remember them reaching out and they're like, Hey, we love your stop motion videos on TikTok." And in my head, I was thinking stop motion videos. I only have one on there. <laughs> and it was my very first one that really kind of sucked. I mean, if you look at it for the first one, it was pretty good. Well, I'm but playing, if you look I'm at playing it from, your space jam one right now on the stream. So people can see it. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah. So to, to be able to get an opportunity like that, um, and it, you know, it's related to basketball, which is, uh, my favorite sport. 
um that was incredible so it seems like being able to like follow your passions like with toy photography with collecting um but then also that just to naturally coincide with your love of basketball and for that to just kind of it just it organically happens it's pretty badass i mean i think that's really what like that seems like a huge portion of like what has kind of uh, maybe the catalyst like brought to you to where you are now and just like you said it's awesome like when when you just followed your passion you're doing you weren't shooting basketball stuff because you were trying to get famous or you were trying right, to go right. viral it's like you're just doing it because you love it and i think that's just a really awesome testament to um like just following your dreams following your passions and things will eventually will open up and give you those opportunities that's so cool to hear yeah you definitely don't want to do anything to gain a following like you don't want to say, okay, I want to create this piece or this animation so I can go viral because it, damn you, Siri, because it never, <laughs> never happens. Um, how do I turn this bitch I don't, off? I, I love <laughs> it. This is my favorite part. It's like Siri button. Well, you're talking, you're, five you want to turn her off, but it sounds like you keep turning her off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, Siri. Oh, damn it. Uh, I just turned uh, her off again. Um, uh, seems like, fun. hey, Jax, um, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, where did I leave off? Um, <laughs> Just like, yeah, opportunities following your passions and like. Yeah, 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 I know what I was saying. You don't want to um, create something to say, oh, I want ESPN to repost this or I want to get, I want this to go viral because it never freaking happens. Like, Cause I've tried to do that before, uh, you know, especially after my first ESPN repost, I was like, all right, I need to redo the, I need to do something again so they can repost something. And I, I, I forgot what I tried to create, but I created something and it totally bombed. So um, I think that that's a you know, good, good that, piece of advice right there. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, the stuff that has been reshared has just been kind of unexpected and it's been fun. So. Yeah, I mean, some of, some of your basketball work is it's just super creative. I mean, up on the stream, we have your your uh, Han shot last uh, setup, <laughs> which is just a fantastic pose with with Han pointing at Leia, like yeah, I got you, toots. Uh, I love this one. I mean, the, the rise of Skywalker. It's a great play on the title and Luke's journey. Uh, so if you're just listening here, you got farm boy Luke kind of entering into the dunk then jedi knight luke is kind of bringing it back to tomahawk it and then you got tlj luke putting it through the bucket uh kind of showing luke's luke's arc as the the rise of skywalker just i mean hey he's even he probably should have missed though at the end though right yeah there you go <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> he um we're throwing it over his shoulder again yeah he, he's <laughs> also good at, at wordplay <laughs> so you know as most artists are they're they're, they're good at multiple forms here uh, what's another yeah. great Star Wars one? But you did that too, Jax, with uh, with uh, uh, or the Jedi. Sorry, the Last Jedi, Luke. You did another shot where he was throwing over his shoulder, right? Didn't you? Oh point? yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So I did. I'm always a, you that, that. that one didn't do something, but you know, it's great. Always a fan you of your uh, your Hot Toys Chewbacca in his uh, basketball gear. You know, this is the one where he's got Kobe's eight on going in for reverse jam. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to show off some shots for people on the stream. If you're not 
watching the stream. What's wrong with you? You know, quit your job. Tune in at two 30 on Tuesdays, <laughs> youtube.com star Wars time show. Uh, but if you are listening, I mean, it's just a fantastic shot of a, almost a lifelike looking Chewbacca. I mean, he's hairy. You yeah. can comb him. I mean, he's a beautiful figure, but he's wearing Kobe's uh, number eight uniform in yellow. He's got some uh, high tops on and it's just, you can, you can feel the, the motion, everything into these shots. I know you've done Chewbacca and Jordan's uh, kit as well. Uh, influencer life. Do you remember doing that one, Jax? The one with uh, Slave Leia on the hood of, oh, of yeah. Luke's speeder. <laughs> and Han's got his camera out taking a snap. Luke's behind her taking a snap like a creepy brother would. Creepy ass Luke. Yeah, that was my favorite part to do, actually. I'm like, I got to get Luke in there doing some creepy brother stuff. <laughs> It really is, people. That you you got to check this one out. Uh, you know, maybe pull up the, the live stream recording and, and look. But this is, it's just like, where does this idea even come from, Jax? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. It's just, um, I'm always looking for uh, kind of like crazy, stupid shit and just funny stuff. So, um a lot of times these ideas just kind of pop into my head because I'm looking for something funny to post. Um, like, like this one here, you got Mando with know. the with the hand puppet on. I'm running out of ide- out of ideas is the caption here. And he's like trying to entertain Grogu <laughs> with his uh, hand puppet. It just is. I guess you do kind of bring a there is a, a sense of humor, at least to a lot of your, your Star Wars shots. Uh, we'll be talking about your most recent one today during the top five as it was. Uh, chosen as a a featured selection is one of your more serious Star Wars shots, I'd say. But you still got the Ewoks back there, kind of spying on Luke and Grogu training there on on the Endor forest floor. Uh, but I did. I know we got to wrap things up soon. I just wanted to show off some of these just excellent pieces. A more serious one. You got uh, kind of a recreation of Luke jumping off the speeder bike onto the. Uh, scout troopers bike i believe this is uh, some of the work you do with hasbro now i know jason also gets yes uh, mixed up in that seems uh, you jason spencer and and zay are the uh, de facto hasbro uh, hashtag ad photographers now so congratulations on that <laughs> opportunity too Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget uh, Mr. Nose Rain. Too. Oh, yeah. Richie. Yeah. See, it's, it's the algorithm and the fact that I'm basically only on Star Wars time show these days, not Haywood Pop. I, I've missed a lot of uh, Nose Rain's most recent creations because uh, I know what he and you do a show, right, Jason? You do a, a toy talk. Try to. Yeah, it's pretty fun. One of these days, may, may, maybe ported on. to uh, YouTube in, in the same probably much better looking output than the star Wars time show, but we'll teach him the tech at <laughs> least. <laughs> um, all right, Jax, I know we got to wrap things up. So one or two more. Um, sure. Any celebs you've worked with yet? I mean, I, I think that one thing you did with, with Shaq, I mean, yes or no, or was that a rapper in Shaq or. Yeah. Uh, I didn't work directly with Shaq on that one. It was basically uh, somebody who, um, did a music track collaboration with Shaq. Did I say that right? Yeah. Sounds good. And um, yeah, so I didn't get to directly work with him. I feel like I will one of these days. I think Shaq's like that. That's on that's on my list to work with Shaq one of these days. So um, I didn't get to directly work with him, but he's uh, 
he's definitely part of the overall piece that I created, which is cool. So have any celebs hit you up like, hey, man, can you do this for me? Can you make me look badass in toy form? I mean, the king, <laughs> any of the basketball crowd hit you up? Um, I've done a couple of uh, custom pieces for um, one of them was for Andre Drummond, who was a recently a Laker but he got traded to God, I don't even know where he's at now. Um, also, uh, God, I can't, I can't, I can't remember his name, but he used to play for the Spurs. He's a international player. He was big into, um, Jurassic park. So he wanted like a Jurassic park ballers That's great. kind of thing. So that's on my feet somewhere. Um, and I did something with Damon John a few years ago. That was really cool. Oh yeah, I remember that was like one of your first that was on one you. of your first things post kind of going mainstream, right? Like he uh, invited yeah, you on to yeah. talk about how you you flipped the hobby into a business of sorts. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I'm not that, that big of a stalker, Jax. I just I pay attention to the <laughs> accounts I like. Sorry, I, I look at stories and posts. Uh, pl- hopefully, you don't find me to be that creepy, but I probably know more about your profile than you do at this point. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It's called research. It's called research. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just doing your research. It's all good. The interns, the interns told me to say that. Unpaid interns. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, has this become a full time job at this point? Are you are you supporting yourself through your artistry in full, or is it more of a jobby still? Um, it's both. Like I, I, I spend a lot of time on the business side of this art. So I would say, yes, it's a full-time job because I'm always constantly marketing, um, uh, looking for opportunities or working on projects. So uh, it's definitely a full-time job at this point, but uh, I still enjoy the hobby side of it most. Mm -hmm. Just creating for myself, creating for the audience. um, That's where really the passion is at. Yeah, I just I wanted to point out that Jax is, I don't know if you're still looking for it, but you, you posted a business opportunity a, a couple weeks back. Uh, so yes. I, I don't know if you're still fielding requests, but I've got it up on the stream now just in case people have missed it. Uh, but it yeah, just looks no, like you're, you're, you're looking to collaborate with with other artists, digital sculptors, one uh, twelve scale uh, clothing producers, sewers, I guess. I don't know what you call them. And then the the painters in the community. So uh, if I were one yeah. of you people, I would be reaching out to this gentleman uh, immediately if he hasn't already filled all the slots he needs. Uh, yeah. And it, I uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. As I said, there, there's going to be no no better person in the toy photography community right now to, to collaborate with in terms of getting kind of your your work into the into the spotlight and and working with a very talented artist who, well, you know, let's be real, he's he's massive. He's probably the biggest in the community at this point in time, um, at, at least and according to me. To, and and I am the yeah, end all be all. You continue yeah, to appreciate- just like your work keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. So I'm excited every time you, you're like. Hey, I've got a cool opportunity coming up. I can't wait to share. I'm like, yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, and also there's like two other ones. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, guys. And I appreciate uh, you mentioning that uh, to people that have already responded. If you're watching it, I haven't gone through any of that yet. I did see all the messages and I got a lot, which is really cool. There's a lot of talented people out there. So I'm excited. Uh, I will get back to every single one of you guys at oh some point. 
but oh I am in the, <laughs> I am in the middle of uh, a couple of projects right now that have a couple of deadlines. So um, once I'm done with that, uh, I will respond to all you guys. So, yeah, and thank if, you. And if you leave at the end, SWTS sent me. That's almost a guarantee to get chosen. All right. So there I you go. He didn't want me to say it, but I had to say it. So. Hit him up. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that to Jax, please. Um, you know me. I like to jerk around a little bit. And I like to joke. Don't do that. But hit him up if you're interested. Like I said, I, I don't think there's a better opportunity right now to collaborate with a larger presence in the toy photography space. All right, my friend. I, I know we got to let you go. You even gave us an extra five minutes, so I do appreciate that. Uh, I know you're busy. You got, you got deals to make. You got toys to shoot. You got toys to animate. So. Uh, we we will Siri to turn on. Yeah, yes, yeah, Siri. You and Siri, yeah. you, you go do what you two need to do now. We'll we'll, we'll leave <laughs> you. Yes. We'll leave you two She's alone. She's waiting for me, man. <laughs> so you guys can have your your quiet time together. But uh, uh, Jax, I do appreciate the time you gave us. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll we'll bring you on for a a, a longer talk or just to shoot the shit yeah, like yeah. Jason's doing today. But it was sure. excellent talking with you. We'll keep following it was a fun you. Show guys. We'll be talking about your your most recent Star Wars shot here in a, probably an hour and a half. So. Sweet. All right, everyone, make sure Looking to check them out. If you're not already Bye -bye. at Plastic Action on IG and most other platforms, this is Jax Navarro, a hero. I'm on YouTube, by the way, too. There you go. Plastic Action on YouTube. All right. He's a hero of the community, right. a trailblazer, a plastic baller. Thank you, sir. And a good friend. Catch you later. All right, guys. <laughs> See you, Jax. Right, take care. Cheers, Jax. Bye. See you, buddy. Okay. I love that guy. He is a good dude. Such a, such a good friend. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's I know so you guys, I mean, you're, it, there really was there. It, it was more than the three musketeers, right? When this all kind of started, I, I look at it as like you, Spencer, Jax, Trevor, yeah. Johnny and Richie, right? Like that, that kind of was the, the gang of, of, and this is me saying it, but to me, the kind of the people that a lot of newer photographers like myself wanted to emulate or uh, hopefully one day become when we grow up, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, strength in numbers, probably <laughs> just hanging out and posting. And, uh, I mean, so many, so there's so many friends that you and I have here in the community who are even some of them are here, uh, that it's just, it's, it's so fun to just be inspired by others and just be a part of it and like share and talk about what we're doing and, and, um, just enjoy it together. That's the best part about it, man. Yeah, I know. And I know, uh, you know, sometimes people that we've, we've kind of grown to, you know, we, we still have our base of our toy photographers because of my little trick to, to loop people in. Uh, but we, we've actually added some just pure Star Wars fans lately. I know over the summer yeah. we've talked to a lot of artists and that might not be their bag. But hey, we typically do a long show. Don't give me shit. Hit fast forward hey. if you don't want to listen to these talented people talk about how to be awesome. We'll still talk some Star Wars. You know what I mean? There is. There's always time for Star Wars time, right? <laughs> That's what we say. Oh man, I'm sweating. I don't know why. Probably it's is it hot as hell in Oklahoma these days? It's pretty hot here too. Uh, also, just like getting hot and bothered after talking to Plastic Action, I think. Probably I know. It's just like man, problem. just what I, I just I remember. You, you know, like like a lot of us, he just started doing it around the house. Uh, yeah. His BBH shot hiding behind the wall. And, you know, yeah. fast forward at five, six years and here he is, 162,000 followers, been featured across pretty much every major sports platform in America, if not the world. Uh, and like you I said, know. I mean, he's essentially 
this is his life now. I mean, if it's creating yeah. stuff, creating the art, uh, working with, with people to come up with custom figures, custom setups, it's, you know, I think deep down is probably what we'd all like to get. And you know, everyone wants to do what makes yeah. them happy and actually get paid for it. And I, I think Jax is yeah. one that has kind of, uh, taken it from a hobby, like I said, into a, a full-time business. So yeah, Help. it's just inspiring watch to watch people. Um, you know, obviously Jack's being a great example of, saying, I'm going to do this and you make opportunities happen be, by just practicing oh, yeah. and continuing to grow. Um, and so I think even for people who just want to do it for hobby, like there's, that's cool too. Um, but for those who want to like, just take it further and however they want to grow their, their brand or the work that they do or the, um, notoriety or just opportunity, it's just cool to see people like Jax and, uh, taking that step. I've no, kind of, I've noticed a trend those of you that really excel at this hobby have some other form of artistic ability, right? He said he's drawing. I, I mean, shit, you do everything. Sure, I mean, sure. you, you've got your, your design was that invisible element. You, you've got your, yeah. your design wing of, of, of your, of your, your skills. I mean, just what you do on work more or less with, with your setups when you get to them. I mean, it's just, I think visual approach one six shooter, they all had some sort of background in art. And I think I finally figured out why, uh, you know, I have never, uh, progressed beyond portraits and that's fine. I've gotten over all my woe is me bullshit, but it it really is like, if you've got (laughs) art in your, in your DNA, you're going to excel at at any form of art, be it toy photography, uh, drawing, painting, customizing, building, sculpting, you never know. So I think it just, as an artist, it like just helps you get there faster. Um, cause I know several people who their day, you know, Spencer Witt, like he's a lawyer, right? Yeah. Um, but just he's, he's grown as a photographer and you know, that's, you guys that's just, cool you guys just come up with ideas that I don't think us mere mortals could ever think of. Like, like I say in the Jacks, I mean, where, at what point in your day do you go, you know what? I'm going to give Han and Luke smartphones, put Leia in a bikini <laughs> on Luke's land speeder and have them like essentially staging a social media or a TikTok uh, dance right, spot. Right. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do think there, there's some are, are clearly a cut above and you know, I'm not here to be like, Oh, uh, why am I not? Who cares? I am what I am. That's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. But it, I do feel like those that, at least had other artistic ability before getting into toy photography and may come up with some more creative looking scenes. How about we put it that way? Yeah. <laughs> that, that works. That works. Uh, I'm just always thinking about even when I'm working, I'm always thinking about, okay, I've got a figure or two that I want to shoot. What can I do this different? Just because for me, like that's where I've grown right. and I really enjoy more like the conceptual shooting. Yeah, no, you're another one. I mean, your your most recent one, like your, uh, you know, Mando and Grogu with the little little play uh, Razor Crest, or doing the the car set. I mean, that that's what I mean. What I think is like, holy shit, I have twenty five figures sitting on my table right now. How can I mass produce shots and just line them up? Like, snap. (laughs) Okay, you're done. Snap. You're done. You know, it's like just get them into the damn the damn glass shelf at this point in time, Matt. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, I think I, like that too sometimes. <laughs> I, I, you're not the only one. I, I mean, I'm overwhelmed with as much stuff that I have and I haven't shot. It's so. crazy, man. I was like, I've been off these two weeks in between semesters and my daughter started yeah. kindergarten. So I now have a window from eight to two thirty. And I was like, that's it. 
I'm, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to do it. And here it is Tuesday of the second week. I right. have yet to, <laughs> yet, to yet to set up a toy shot, yet to put any toys away. I just, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, yeah. you know, you, you got to feel, you got to have the, that feeling yep. like I, I, I'm going to shoot. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just in your head. You know that today is a day I'm shooting and it's going to be a fun day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. just haven't gotten there. It's life. It, it's just doing it. And you know, if it becomes stressful then it's like, okay, I just, I got to the point where like, you know, I've got those figures. I don't, I don't have to shoot them anymore. I'm just going to collect them. And so just like changing your mindset. <sighs> oh, is, is man, helpful. it's just but like, I mean, that, that's giving me agita. Just say, I, I need to get there, dude, because I've got, I've got a hot toys problem these days. Uh, my pre-order queue is ridiculous, ridiculous ah, because of the Mandalorian and hot toys uh, feeling that they need to essentially create a figure for every character in the series. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's that ugly. you'll get two years later. It's ugly, ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly. All right, dude, let's talk some Star Wars, all right? Yeah, I got a little time. Let's do this. All right, so I know I sent you these these uh, kind of these topics because, you know, Jason's normal. He doesn't dedicate his life to this um, science fiction universe that that I love and, and know probably too much about. So I uh, kind of gave him a, some insights into what we're, we're, we're going to be getting into. And there's really not much, my friends. Uh, we knew when the Bad Batch ended, really up until when Visions comes out in mid uh, mid to late September, and then really Book of Boba. Uh, we're going to yep. be uh, kind of sitting around with our thumbs up our butts here on the SWTS to to try to cook up some content that we believe uh, you need to know. You know, we're we're not the oh hey Kenobi has finished shooting. Uh, okay, sweet. What does that really mean? Nothing. It means it's probably going to come out in 2022, just like when we thought it was. Uh, but there are a few things to talk about this week, Jason. I don't know. Do you um, do you do any reading when it comes to Star Wars? Are you like me and you hate books, but you'll get into the comics? Or is that just something that, you know, you've got other things in life that, that eats up that time? Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I would like to, I've never been like a, an avid reader just because at being kind of like more of a creative like artist, I'm always wanting to use my time to create or draw or do something else. And so, you know, that's why I married my wife. She just loves to read. Um, so I'm just com- the, kind of the complete opposite. So that's not my first instinct to go buy a book and then spend hours or days reading. So what I like to do is I like to kind of know the story, like even actually just you know, ch- watching the show and seeing like your recaps of things is super helpful because then I can feel like I understand what's going on with the canon, All right. what's going on in the comic so books. So you're, 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 somewhat, kind of like, you're yeah. somewhat in the know with this War of the Bounty Hunters miniseries that, that kicked off in May, I believe, and, and is going to go until October. Okay. Yeah, a little bit, but I haven't I haven't kind of done the deep, deep dive All into right. it. But it's interesting, like what are some of the stuff we're going to get into. Don't worry, Nick. Sure. Nick doesn't pay attention to it either. So typically he he <laughs> just he closes his eyes, but he actually paints open eyes on his eyelids during this segment. So yep. it looks like he's awake when I'm talking about it, but he's actually taking a little power nap. But uh, last week, we actually got two new entries into this miniseries. And again, for those of you that are new to War of the Bounty Hunters, it's a miniseries that stars Boba Fett, right? So you have the War of the Bounty Hunters main run. I think that's just going to be a, is like issue zero through five. But mm-hmm. the cool thing that Sule and the writers decided to do is they were, they were going to have the content of Star Wars, Vader, Aphra, and Bounty Hunters cross over with War of the Bounty Hunters all summer long. Like I said, it's going May to October. So it's a, it's a, a many, many, many issues long miniseries. And for someone like me, who was a little rough on OT era Boba Fett in my past. Okay. I've, I've committed many sins against the man and, and probably chased away <laughs> half of our audience because of my hot takes on, 
as I used to call him, Bozo Fett. And he is. Tamara Morrison himself <laughs> right. even said, you know, Boba Fett in the OT was a bomb. And he is. I'll always stick to it. But, Jason, this comic yes, has managed to do more for OT Boba than any Legends book, any fan telling me I'm stupid has ever done. Because I'm actually mm-hmm. getting to see it for myself and the comics are canon. So where we are at in this point in time. Uh, I'm not going to lie. War of the Bounty Hunters has, has kind of stalled over the four or five issues that, that it's been stuck on. And I say stuck on because it's literally been the same moment when Kira was just about ready to yeah. sell Han Solo to Jabba. But then Vader comes in and pretty much says, uh, sorry, party's over. I'm Darth mm-hmm. Vader. So we're still kind of milling around that moment, which has been odd to me. It feels like the the narrative has been stuck. But right. Um, issue three of War of the Bounty Hunters came out last week. I did my usual recap breakdown, new canon mentions. So please, if you're not already following us on YouTube, check us out. Star Wars Time Show on YouTube. You should be able to find it uh, fairly easily or just use StarWarsTime.net. And then you got the button right there for you. But in issue three, we, we did finally move a bit past Darth Vader walking into Crimson's Dawn's auction and, and pretty much laying down his big mechanical penis and saying, no. <laughs> Solo is mine. And for those of you, well, why does he want Solo and Carbonite? Well, Vader at this point believes Luke is a weakling and he's nothing without his friends. So he knows if he goes after Solo, who helped Luke blow up the Death Star, that he's going to be getting at his son, weakening him and and hopefully taking him out. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, the Emperor reminded him, you're a pussy. I've made you who you are. You're strong again. But this Luke guy is better than you. And I'm ultimately going to replace you. So that's kind of the why everyone's involved. So in issue three, we, we still didn't get much. It's still kind of dragging this. Okay. Vader's yeah. here. He's demanding the, the solo auction block. Literally. He is a block. He's still in carbonite. But what we did get, we got to see a little bit of a fight between Boba Fett and Chewbacca. All right. So mm-hmm. like I said, Blame. Boba is the star of this miniseries. He is the lead, but it, it's it's pulling in anyone and everyone from the OT era. So we did get to see Boba go toe-to-toe with Chewbacca, and as a lot of you like to, you know, remind me, I didn't know Boba was a badass. He kicks the shit out of Chewbacca. Literally. I mean, catches him on fire. Like just cooks him. <laughs> cooks him <laughs> cooks him to the point where Lando has to ruin one of his favorite capes to put him out. But the best part about this is it kind of shows you the character of Boba Fett and a little bit of the Neo Boba we saw in the Mando, Jason, Mm because, you know, you would think he's fighting with a Wookiee. He bested him. Why not just finish off these rebels? Because it was Leia. It was Lando, Chewbacca. He's like, listen, people, I don't got beef with you. I've got a bounty and I am going to pay off on it because that is my creed. Like, yeah. That's the way. Yeah, that's exactly what it it reminded me of what we kind of learned from the Mandalorian and the bounty hunter commune hive, whatever you want to call it, that grief was running Mm -hmm. that they really do. These bounty hunters do have a code. Uh, So so Boba Fett was not interested in taking out essentially the leaders of the Rebel Alliance. He just wants to get Han Solo back so he can get paid from Jabba the Hutt, period. Um, what else we got in this issue, Jason, that was of note, Kira finally showed her hand a bit. All right. So 
you know, she staged this whole thing. Apparently, uh, in this topic coming up, we're going to learn more about why Kira is doing what she's doing with Han Solo's body in carbonite. Uh, mm-hmm. But she staged this thing. She sold it for a million dollars to the huts. Vader comes in and says, I'm not fucking paying you shit. And she's like, listen, you, you need to you need to do me right. All right. Someone needs to pay me for this. And, you know, Vader's like, screw you. So she's like, all right, to her aid. Hey, I've dealt with Sith before. And we know she has. I mean, she's essentially yeah. worked yeah. under directly Darth Maul. Maul and probably learned a few things from Darth Maul in, in terms of her fighting. In fact, Vader says, wow, you're quite impressive for a little non-force using woman. Where did you learn the Taraskasi? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, listen, you're, you're, you still ain't shit. He does a, a massive force bomb, sends the entire party kind of crashing into walls. And then in true Vader fashion, as I kind of tried to sing on the video a bit, he just starts blindly murdering people left and right to remind everyone who he is and why Darth. he is going to walk out with Han Solo without paying for it. I, I just thought it was... <laughs> Um, hilarious and it and it ends with him getting a transmission from Luke who has now showed mm-hmm. up to help lay in them right this is all part of the plan from from their aspect or their perspective and it's only then that he stops his rage and he, he pretty much goes to his son hey son if you don't come here and face me I'm gonna chop your friend in half and that's where the the, the issue ends it's a great panel uh, kind of behind Vader, he's got his sword lit up and he's about to strike across Han Solo in Carbonite. So that's where we're at. Like I said, it, it's just barely progressed it beyond Vader showing up, but at least it's now moving into Boba Fett's still trying to get Han. Vader is stealing Han. And now Luke just showed up, yeah. which Vader wanted. I mean, that's that's why he's doing all this in the first place. Are you are you enjoying the I mean, obviously, the comics were able to kind of explore in between a lot of these stories and films and things. Do you like that we're seeing like Kira? Yes. As part of the story. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's I've said this before. I'm, I'm like a Lord junkie. And anytime we can get stuff fleshed yeah. out from existing characters or content, I'm all for it. I mean, that's why when I remember in the mid 90s yeah. when they announced that the prequels were coming out. You know, I probably had a, mm-hmm. a Star Wars boner for months because it was I always wanted to kind of get some of the payoff and what Kenobi said to Luke in A New Hope about the Clone Wars, about his father being a great pilot, a great friend, a fighter. Uh, so I had all these yeah. images in my head of what that could be. And ultimately, they didn't pay off. And that's why I don't I probably didn't love the prequels as much as I even do these days. But yeah, I, I, I think I think bringing Kira in here and we're going to talk about it. I mean, this is this isn't just a one off thing with her. I think they're they're either planning on finally finishing out her arc in the comics or they're setting up material for hopefully, fingers crossed, some form of live action continuation of the solo verse. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most fans that ultimately went and watched solo and realized that it was pretty good would want that because mm-hmm. there, there's so much potential in a yeah. follow-up right with Kira and Darth Maul alone tons of potential 
Han and Chewbacca's first meetings with Jabba the Hutt and becoming Jabba's favored smuggler. Oh, man. Uh, watching Han awesome. dump the shipment that gets him in trouble. I mean, all that all that content. And that's just that's the big tentpole stuff. I mean, who knows what Filoni yep. or, or the creators would have would have given us. So, yeah, I think I think this is a way for for uh, Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel to pay off on some of these characters that may have been shortchanged due to uh minds yeah, changing absolutely. in the c-suite at, at disney uh but but i i hope it's groundwork for her maul crimson dawn young solo and whatnot to kind of get their 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 payoff at least with some live yeah. action content fingers crossed that's what i want right. to see all right, so this kind of continued last week in the Star Wars 16 issue. And my friends, I'm not even going to spend more than 30 seconds on this one. The, the, the Star Wars run in 2021 has been uh, mostly mind-numbingly boring, uh, which is odd when you're working with Leia, Luke, Lando coming on to the Rebels right after what happened at Bespin. I mean, it's, it's an interesting time for the Rebel Alliance. But the, the stories have just sucked. This one was no different. Really, the whole issue was... Just Luke pretending that he's not afraid of his dad, but ultimately being extremely fearful of his dad. So much so that, you know, when I talked about that scene from War of the Bounty Hunters 3, where Vader is talking to his son, in this issue, Jason, we learned that Luke actually bitches out. Uh, after Vader's like, you better come yeah. down here, boy, and talk to me. Uh, over the comm to Leia, he's like, hey, Leia, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm i not ready to face him. <laughs> he, you can see his X-Wing yeah. like pulling away from the Crimson Dawn party <laughs> that he was supposed to go to. Now, I have a feeling that he's probably going to um, maybe land or, or get into some sort of mix up with his dad. But it really was. Yeah. It's just, as Jack said, it was vintage kind of whiny Luke, like zero confidence mm -hmm. in himself still, even though he's trying to pretend like an early panel. He's like, yeah, I can do it. I'm better now. Yoda's taught me, blah, blah, blah. I've learned more since I left Dagobah. But when it comes to it, Invader's like, hey, buddy, come down and, and have a chat with old dad. He's like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Feet don't fail me now. So <laughs> uh, these the Star Wars run, like I said, in particular, amongst all of them, I, I don't do Afra. I'm only doing it for the miniseries. Bounty Hunter, I'm only doing it for the miniseries. Right, right. Uh, but I was doing Star Wars Invader, and, and Star Wars has just been like, really? Like, just not, yeah, not as much post there. Post Empire, yeah. pre Return of the Jedi, this, this is what we're getting into, but okay. Hmm. All right. So the tease that uh, Jason was alluding to. And I promise you, we'll get out of the comic book universe here soon. <laughs> is is in fact the news that we're getting a Star Wars Crimson Rain comic series that's going to continue Kira's story. So Charles Soule, who's kind of the brains behind the Marvel uh, literary universe, does that make sense? Like he, I think he kind of drives yeah, like yeah. the like the general direction that the novels go and the comics go. Uh, but he was a uh, IGN got the exclusive here, but they are going to continue Kira beyond War of the Bounty Hunters, and and Crimson Rain is meant to uh, essentially set up why Kira is doing what she's doing. Uh, we're going to learn why she stayed hidden with Crimson Dawn, and and why she needed Han, mm -hmm. and why she's getting all these factions to come together. So here, here's a quote from Sule. 
Um, I plan to tell the story we're seeing in War of the Bounty Hunters from the very first pitches I wrote when I knew I'd be taking over the Star Wars title for Marvel, but it was really when I knew I had a secret weapon to deploy story-wise that the seeds of Crimson Rain began to take root in my mind. Kira, former paramour of Han Solo and current leader of the infamous Crimson Dawn crime syndicate as portrayed by Amelia Clark and Solo, a Star Wars story. While Kira plays a huge part in War of the Bounty Hunters, that event is really a Boba Fett story. I have a bigger story I'm going to tell with Kira and Crimson Dawn, and it's all connected to the reasons she kicked things off in War of the Bounty Hunters in the first place. You'll learn more about that in the closing pages of War of the Bounty Hunters number five out in October. So, yeah, and just like you said earlier on, like, do you like characters like this popping up? And it's for this reason right here. Uh, This is now going to kind of tangent itself off into its own little uh, miniseries to tell more of what Kira was up to. You know, maybe we get some panels with her and Maul. Maybe we learn a little bit more about what she did when Maul was killed by Kenobi or when Maul went crazy to go kill Kenobi. Uh, So it's 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 those little nuggets, Jason. That's that's why these comic books uh, excite me. And I do take the time to read them because I'm like, you. I don't I mean, just reading it and then making a video. We're talking an hour and an hour and a half that I could be using to do toy photography or video games. You you know what I mean? Like (laughs) sometimes and I'm not bitching. I have a, you know, I've, no, I, no. I live a fortunate life. I have a good job, great work-life balance. Mm. Yes, I'm complaining about not being able to do more hobbies. But like I said, you know, work hard. Maybe you'll get there yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I, I, too, am excited about that because I feel like there's so much there that we don't know. And so actually revisiting kind of where we left off with like Solo and like Kira, that huge cliffhanger. It's like. Oh, and then you bring in Maul. Like, it's crazy. Dude, They're going to have it. Really is. It really is. Like, the end of Solo, you could see it, it was like, it was like Ron Howard put up on the screen. We're planning to make more, and this is where things are headed. Hint, hint. Yep. Kira and Maul, uh, Solo Chewbacca and Jabba. I mean, it, it was set up, and, and as they're saying in the chat here, and I know they're not full of shit because they probably heard it from me, they had a multi picture deal. All of them did. Yeah, all of yeah. them did. The writers, the Kazdans. I mean, they're the ones that said it, the, the you know, father and son that wrote it. They're like, hey, it's not much we can say, but we had a multi picture deal. Um, yeah, there's more to the story. Uh, yeah. Yet to be told. Yeah. So I think the comics are just a great and comics just a very great way to kind of flesh out these stories, especially knowing that it's, it's canon. That's, I think that's like, the key because, you know, a yeah. lot of these people don't make fun of me because I, I rip on the, the expanded universe, uh, the one that got right. <laughs> kind of aborted by Disney and it has now become legends. Uh, but yeah, yeah. if it's not real, as fake as Star Wars is, but to me, it's still important that it's canon. I'm sorry. I just yeah. like things you know, have to make together. sense. There has to be order yeah, in this universe. Everyone can't get the story that they want or they can't cherry pick like, oh, but Boba Fett did this in Legends. Well, so what? Until Filoni makes a canon again, it, it means nothing to me. But he's doing yeah. it. I mean. Uh, you know, let, let's have a little bad batch talk, right? Uh, we're we're, we're all going right. all right. Uh, we're we're still Good. decent on time. Tell me if we're not. We've got two more to um, talk about after this. But in Bad Batch, final episode. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Legends group got a huge gift when they decided to incorporate that 
lab into canon now. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you watched last week, but that that is a location from uh, Timothy Zahn's uh, Heir to the Empire novels from back in the 90s. It's called Mount Tantis on the planet Wayland, and it was indeed awesome. a facility that Thrawn and the Empire used to clone stuff. In particular, Thrawn was cloning his uh, his navy, essentially. Like he, 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 Anyone that was on his ships were cloned in Mount Tantis. And we can kind of see now through the Bad Batch that, yeah, it might not be Thrawn-related, but that they've kind of picked parts mm-hmm. from Legend to re-canonize yeah. it and uh, bring it into the future of Star Wars, if not set up some stuff for... Mando, Book of Boba, uh, pay off or explain yeah. some of the goofy shit that happened in the Rise of Skywalker. I think a lot of that is being done uh, via Bad Batch now. So, were you a fan? Yeah. Did you like the the Bad Batch Bros and and sis? Yeah, and so I mean, I think it was really fun. It was a good story. Uh, the characters were, you know, kind of what I expected from animated series. What we've seen before. Uh, I didn't find myself. I mean, I think it's it's more a matter of. Uh, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, like the live action stuff, I think is what I'm really would be more excited about and would <laughs> stay up late when it hits at like 2 a.m. or something. I might actually do that. But with the animated stuff, I just found myself, uh, I would wait until like on Friday night when the kids were, you know, we were all back from school or whatever. Right. And we're just going to watch it together. And so I was able to just kind of take it and you know, I, I was okay to wait a week. I think that's you know? a great way to kind of process the animated stuff. If you do have have yeah. kids, I mean, I, I've slowly we I, with my daughter, we've gone through Rebels. We're almost through the Clone Wars. I haven't been mm-hmm. able to sell her in the Bad Batch, but, you know, uh, you, you would know when they hit five, they start to turn into real humans and they oh. have their own emotions yeah. and, and passions in life and. Uh, the Star Wars has kind of fallen out of her favor, which is okay. I mean, I, I cry at night right. by myself, but I, I let it go. <laughs> uh, but no, I, mean I, she's not coming. I, I'm with yeah. you, man. I and mean, if you got a family that's into it, I, I think these cartoons are some of the best way to all just kind of sit around and everyone in the room can kind of get right. something out of it. it. It's not. It's fun. And there's so much, there's just so much content that it, if they don't, they don't attach on to Bad Batch or Mandalorian the Ahsoka show or all this other stuff that's on the future that I keep forgetting that's even coming. Like there's plenty coming that, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that you can kind of what you were saying earlier, you can oh, kind dude, of, it's, it's ridiculous. You could take what you want. And if you don't like it, that's okay. There's plenty of stuff. So yeah, we, but I, I thought bad batch was a lot of fun. I'm someone, if I, uh, I go I back to my example, if I was at the star Wars restaurant, I like everything on the menu, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a glutton yeah. for punishment. I mean, I just watched attack of the clones again this weekend and, and enjoyed it because yeah. of some of the backstory you now have from bad batch. You know, when, when Kenobi Please. shows up on Camino now, I'm like, shit, Where's Nala Say's yeah. lab? I bet Omega's hanging out there. She's probably has talked yeah. to her brother and doesn't even know it's her brother. It's little shit like that that, that I've always said that these animated franchises, especially under uh, Filoni, can yeah. do for Star Wars overall. It can yeah. help make past Star Wars a bit better and make more mm-hmm. sense like the Clone Wars did for, at least for me, for the prequels. And now Bad yep. Batch is doing, but it can also set up and, and uh, prop up stuff for the future, if not setting up new stories yeah, or explaining exactly. stuff. Because let's be real, all the cloning shit happening in the Bad Batch is 100% tying into what we've seen in Mandalorian and ultimately what we see mm-hmm. in The Rise of Skywalker with Palpatine. 
that's Definitely. where they're going with this cloning stuff with Nala say all that it's it's how can we you know extend the life of the emperor and how ultimately Snoke comes out of it because I forget who said it last week it was it was either someone in the comments or myself or Nick but there's a really good chance just like uh, Galen did in Rogue One being forced to work for the Empire that Nala say is probably gonna be the reason that the Empire never achieves uh, yeah. Kaminoan-esque quality in its clonings program because uh, think about it. Oh, that'd be really crazy if she, it's really she's the one that's kept. Yeah, it like, like, Galen, like that's awesome. And that's why, you know, yeah. Snoke looks all mangled because she's just not she's leaving out that one little ingredient to ensure cool. that because, you know, the Kaminoans, they were the they were it when it came to cloning. That's why the Republic right. went with them. And that's ultimately why the Empire blew them the fuck up. They knew if they left them there with the, the ability to shit out more Django clones, that they would have had a, a serious adversary uh, to their yeah. to their conscripted forces. So I, I whoever said that, cool I mean, I guess I'll take credit because I'm a scumbag like that. But I, I would not be surprised, uh, especially considering Nala say, I mean, she's essentially a, a slave for the Empire. She didn't yeah, want to go right. work for them. She clearly has a, a heart for Omega. So she's not going to mm-hmm. do anything directly to uh, mess with that kid. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I like it. I love the time period Bad Batch is in because it's so clean. It's so fresh and untouched. I mean, they, they can go anywhere. Yep. Uh, and, and they have. And, and, and I, I do think some of the stuff we've seen in season one may be called back on in Book of Boba or Mando season three. Mm-hmm. And of course, a lot of the cloning stuff as it gets fleshed out further in season two and beyond, I think we'll just try to clean up some of the shit with Palpatine in the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So it's no longer Poe just saying Palpatine's back. Right. How'd that happen? Exactly. <laughs> I, I think for me, I'm now, I mean, looking back at a lot of the animated series, first series or the first uh, season is generally like good. You're getting introduction to the characters, understanding who they are. Same thing with bad batch. Second season, of bad batch, I think is really where it's going to, yeah. it's going to really start like picking up speed. And the fact we're kind of in that transition to, to empire that's what I'm most interested in. Hell yeah. So it's kind of like you gotta you gotta learn you gotta learn the characters, who they are, what motivates them, so then we, they can play into this um, like transitional phase. And so that's I think that's going to be really no, cool you're, you're spot season. on. And and if anyone goes back and watches the first season of Clone Wars or even Rebels, uh, Jason is a hundred percent right. It's meant to establish the universe as a whole, establish the main cast, both good and bad. But you're probably not going to have anything too crazy happen yet in season one. It's almost all set up for payoffs to happen season two and beyond. Right. So I, I, I'm with you. Right. I think in season two, you're going to get a lot more targeted stories with the rebel cells. If they're even called that this time, maybe they're still calling themselves the Republic. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe some Ahsoka's in there, maybe more Rex. We got to see how Wolf gets saved. Cause he makes it the rebels just like Gregor did. Yeah. Speaking of Gregor, I was, I, you know, doing the clone wars rewatch. I, I completely forgot that he was a clone that had amnesia and was left on some random planet to work as a bar back until R2 and and some droids and like this little frog looking uh, clone command, not clone. He literally looked like a frog and he was the leader of the droids. It was was one of those droid arcs where most people are like fucking droids get a four episode arc. 
But if you if you stuck through it, they actually find Gregor who shows up in Bad Batch and then in Rebels. Yeah. And I completely forgot that then in Clone Wars they gave him and this may be too deep of a cut for you. Sorry, I'll explain it if you need to, but right. they gave him the Scorch armor from Republic Commando. Um and, oh. and Scorch was Jason for reference, uh, Bad Batch when yeah. They go to that facility and you see those clone commandos. He's the one in yellow and gray that kind of kicks the shit out of them and all of them have to stun him to get that was Scorch. He's kind of like a a fan favorite from this Republic Commando video game. So I just I I found it funny that in the Clone Wars itself, they already kind of did a little tip of the hat to Scorch. But it was actually Gregor, who is also a fan favorite clone. So look at that. Look at that. It's like George Lucas and Dave Filoni know what the fuck they're doing. It's crazy. All right. Good so, stuff. you know, comics, this cartoons, that how about some video games? Um, All right. Let's it, do it's it. kind of been a, a very dry medium for Star Wars over the years. I mean, it's been what, almost two years since Jedi Fallen Order came out, mm-hmm. which before that it was it felt like decades before we, we actually had right. a real Star Wars game that wasn't named Battlefront one or two. Uh, but we did get some news, and really the, the better news is going to be coming at you Wednesday, or if you're just listening on Wednesday today. But we're finally going to get a new look at LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And I say finally because I believe this game has kind of been kicking around for two or three years now. Uh, yeah, I think so. For whatever reason, so. they they just can't get this game launched. They can't get it to go gold so it can start uh, you know printing the discs and whatnot. Uh, but Jeff Keeley, who's a big video game host guy, uh, he let everyone know on Twitter that we're finally going to get a new look at it. And, and I'm hoping at least some release date information on it uh, tomorrow. So Wednesday at uh, 2, 2 p.m. Eastern is when Gamescom opening night live kicks off. Um, if you're a gamer, you probably know Gamescom is up there with the E3s and the Tokyo Game Show. It's like one of the biggest trade shows for video games of the year. You get a lot of new reveals, announcements, and looks. So we will be getting one for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which, like I said, feels like it's been talked about now for, I know, at least two years, because I believe I believe it was yeah. Celebration 2019 when they first kind of announced it. Um, but here we go. So I, I'm thinking we're finally going to get a release date. And if I had to bet, it's going to be during the fall rush when a lot of huge AAA video games come out. So that's typically that would make sense. Yeah, like mid-October yeah. through the end of November, maybe first week of December at best. Um, is this do you game at all? I mean, is gaming something you get into or is that a hobby that uh, Jason never really messed with? No, I actually, um, I, I love playing Battlefront to, uh, I got Jedi Fallen Order, but again, uh, so much of it now is just time. I, I think, I mean, I'm not even, I'm hardly shooting that much anymore and really wanting to do more like other things, just like explore different things. Um, so gaming is, is another one where my kids are usually like playing, we got a PlayStation and an Xbox. And so they're playing their own games. And then if it's at night, I maybe once every few months I might jump on, but it's been a while since I've done it. Um, just cause there's, there's too many other things to, <laughs> to catch up on, it's, but I love them. I mean, they're amazing. They're, they're so fun and so immersive now, but even going back and thinking about, uh, playing the Lego star Wars game, uh, you know, the originals, those are some of the best oh, yeah, games man. that I, you know, 
They they really so. were because you know you, you got the the Lego cheekiness kind of playing off of the Star Wars <laughs> mythos and it was it was fantastic. Yep. I mean you pretty much all the Easter eggs. You really yeah. don't even have to be a functional human to play Lego Star Wars games. At least the original ones. As long as you could hold a controller, you were doing something. If not falling off of right. ledges while your partner pulled you through. But yeah, it was it was a good time. And then they added voices to them and, and bigger cutscenes. Uh-huh. And it just it really there is a brand of humor. Uh, with Lego animated projects. I mean, the the, the holiday special they just did for Star Wars is fantastic. It's all in Lego. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended if, if people have missed it. But these games, too. So uh, this is a game that, you know, maybe the kids, Jason, fire it up, throw it yeah. in there, relive all nine Skywalker movies. You know, you can kind of jump in between the that. timelines. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you could have Rey and Return of the Jedi or Jedi Luke and The I Last Jedi. Uh, you, you, yeah. you know it's Lego. You know it's going to be fun. You, you know it's going to be, I don't want to say compelling. Uh, you're going to laugh and you're probably going to enjoy playing it with other gamers if not family members yeah. especially little kids i think yeah absolutely. this is a great game for parents that game and they want to get uh-huh. kids into it these games usually uh, serve as pretty good vehicles for getting kids into the whole uh, gaming thing so um tomorrow night like it's no not tomorrow night well for us 2 p.m east 11 pacific mm-hmm. seven bullshit time is that what that stands for bst <laughs> bullshit time and then uh ce gee come on just use use all the north american stuff my friends right pm That's right uh, est mst or pst all right let's be real yeah there you go aren't we the assholes it's though that, that, that fuck up the clock right because isn't it like greenwich mean time or gmt like that is like the legit time of day that's what we should really be going right. off of. And we, we yeah. just changed it because we actually wanted to have sunlight during day hours and stuff like that. How dare we? It's all that daylight savings <laughs> time stuff kicks into that, too. All right. So I, oh, I'm, I'm sure um, when Nick returns, if if he does return, like I said, I, I, I fired him from the show. No, I'm just kidding. Greg, Nick is, uh, I guess he's trying to practice being a mountain climber while he eats gummies from a Denver, Colorado uh, fun shop, if you will. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like his birthday. He bought a, he bought himself like a sack of gummies right when he got to Colorado. I was like, hey, you, you take it easy here, pal. Leave me alone. If you've never had one of those before, <laughs> you do not want to just jump right in. Make sure you read the directions. Yeah, really. But uh, I, I'm I'm hoping to get at least a release date on Lego Star Wars. Uh, blah blah blah. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sure we'll throw it up on StarWarsTime.net. So make sure to get those browsers tuned to your favorite That's Star Wars awesome. domain. All right. What else you got? What's well, next? You know, as we kind of head towards the fan segment, you, we usually like to cover any uh, interesting uh, news in the collectible space. You know, this this mm-hmm. is Nick's least favorite segment, but I know you, you're a fellow collector, so <laughs> you can probably feign some excitement for this next one. But last week, NECA and Rubies 2, which I believe Rubies is still under the NECA umbrella, uh, but they revealed a, a new outfit, not like something you wear like a, a new subsidiary, as they call it in the business world, called Denuo Novo. Did I pronounce that right? 
Does that sound good? I think so. Okay. From what I've seen, I'm pretty sure that's how it's so pronounced. So, Denuo Novo is this new subsidiary from NECA and Ruby's 2. And what their bag is, is they're only going to produce high-end Star Wars collectibles, typically meant for cosplay. So, helmets, mm-hmm. hats. Uh, excuse me, Jason. Um, but really, <laughs> that, that's all they got right now. I mean, I, I didn't see much. I, I, I pulled up the site. I guess we could go look at it. Yeah, it's pretty limited right now with the launch. But. And the shit ain't cheap. So yeah. I, I would expect you're you're getting something that should feel like you just robbed the volume. If it's like a Mandalorian helmet, like you you just broke in the Favreau's trailer and, and lifted this and from from his desk. Because, I mean, 700 bucks is 700 bucks, right? Uh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But here's the thing. It. it I think you're really going, this is, this is not the people who cosplay like, well, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. These are, this is for not the people who are makers who enjoy like making printed 3d printing their own helmets and, you know, weathering and doing all that. Cause there are a ton of people in the community who do that and do it a, a great job. And you can get something cheaper than like, you know, the $700 for like a bucket. And so it's, I don't think it's really for that demo. I think it's really more for the people who want to have something that's high end is like a, a almost like a prop right and they can either display it or they could even cosplay in it too because they've got like um, well, yeah here's the uh, here's you know, here's their uh, little blurb here jason this is not a toy and is not suitable for children this wearable wearable article of costuming for adults is meant for entertainment purposes only and does not offer protection photography may vary slightly from actual product <laughs> yeah yeah so definitely not a toy but i mean you know the cool thing is that you can find yeah, I was gonna this, say, didn't, like the black didn't series. you just get the, the, the black series one and look at that thing. I mean, that it, it's beautiful. looks pretty damn good. I mean, it's, I, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, that's, that's where I'm going to live. Like in the yeah. $150, like max price range when I buy, uh, helmets and stuff for now. But I think this is, this is a really cool opportunity. Um, just to be able to have this and, you know, more higher end, uh, buckets that you don't have to finish. You don't have to buy a kit and then put oh, it together. Hell, dude, and trust me. It, I mean, you know, I still contend I'm one of the original Star Wars cosplayers. I did it at Star Wars Celebration two in 2002 before cosplaying was even a term. Uh, right. But you know, my mommy yep. made my costume. <laughs> but I mean, at this point in time, if I ever wanted to get back into it, which I really can't because I'm short and I look weird in any type of Star Wars costume because <laughs> short people typically aren't in movies. Uh, except for Tom Cruise, but this is, this is what I would do. I would spend the money to get everything perfect. You know what I mean? Like I I can remember, I go back to 2002 and I I was like, damn it. I wish I could just have the boots. Obi-Wan Kenobi's wearing in the movie. Why do I got to like cut up my mom's cowboy boots and attach them to like uh, (laughs) hiking boots. It just doesn't look right. Right. This stuff didn't exist back then. I, I know a whole uh, a whole medium, a, a, a whole movement spawned from them with cosplay. And I know, I mean, how I think the last time you're on here, you're talking about a cosplayer that you bought a, a fogging machine from. So it's like they, uh-huh. they've kind yeah. of exploded and, and moved into their own uh, realm of creating stuff for people. But yeah, if I had to go back to cosplay... Yeah. I'd probably take the easy way out and the expensive way out and, and hook myself up with some of this Denuo Novo gear here for, I think the cheapest yeah. thing you got is a $75 uh, Imperial officer. Hat. Little officers. 
and, and then yeah. it goes up but times it's not 10. For it's not, yeah, it's not for everyone. It's If you've got the money and you want something high end, then that's perfect for you. Right. So. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm not. I'm never going to shame anyone for spending money on Star Wars. I mean, I, I've got enough essentially to pay for my kids' first year of college on pre-order and sitting in my basement. So, yeah. no, no shaming here. Now, I will. I would. I would take the Shore Trooper helmet. Like, if they want to send that over yeah. to Star Wars Time yeah. Show, maybe like three, and then a a guest that you had on the show, you would be able to like give that to them. Then I would. I would happily review it. So maybe that's something we can look forward to. We could contact well, them. I mean, do we know anyone at NECA? Uh, yeah. I think we do. A few people. I think we I do. So people. start working that angle that a little bit. I actually, we actually yeah. got tagged on this one from a from a community member. So nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's cool. just you know it was one of those weeks where it didn't really get. I think Hot Toys showed off a, a new Scout Trooper from Return of the Jedi. Oh, right. It's like okay, well, a lot of us just got the same set from Mandalorian. Now you want us to buy the same thing, yeah. but with a brown bike. Oh, you got him right here. How sweet is that bike? Did Did you get the bike with him or? I don't you? have the bike. Yeah, I didn't go for the bike, but this was good enough for me. So. If they didn't, if they didn't have this, then I probably would have considered getting the Return of the Jedi version because it's. Just, I'm sure it's. A yeah, they, it's like slightly different weathering. You know, they call it forest yeah. weathering instead of, I guess, Navarro weathering. I don't know. I think I think that looks better. Yeah. Honestly, no, I, I just got mine Navarro. too with with the bike. The bike's yeah. sitting here. I mean, it's like the size of my face. I mean, it's it's See so it. huge. Here, let me let me get it. It's awesome. This thing is. It's so good. Ridiculously big. I just don't have space for it. Oh, you think I do? I mean, th this thing's just like sitting on a table somewhere. Look at this. It won't even fit in camera. <laughs> Look, uh, the details are just incredible, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's not. I think I, yeah, I saw uh, like one six shooter, uh, Nate, um, and I think it was Sean. Yeah, yeah, Visual uh, got one, too. Those three guys, like, they opened up the <laughs> the the bikes together or something oh, yeah dude, i mean the, awesome. the, the box is ridiculous it's so big but you're right it's like where do you even put that thing it doesn't fit in a shelf it, it, it has to go on yeah. the top of the shelf but i've already used up all that space with my one quarter scale tmnt figures my my know, hot man. toy stanos is up there because he doesn't fit in the dead tall either it's like what the fuck come on yeah start hanging them from I the know. ceiling keep up with <laughs> You can't keep up it's with it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is. Like, I mean, in the end, we're all just a bunch of assholes is what it comes down to. <laughs> we really true. are. We're, we're, we're hoarders. We just hoard really expensive stuff for the most part. We have problems. And this is our AA. We're just like, <laughs> uh, we talk about yeah, it. The problem, Tell each other how good. The problem with our AA is it's, it's just more enabling. It's like, no, you, you should enabling. get it. And like, yeah, you should buy this $675 helmet. It looks cool. Yeah, because it's going to go away and it's going to be $1,200 next time you want to buy it. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm just glad Trevor's not on because he, he's probably convinced me to spend at least $1,000 of my money on, on oh, Hot yeah. Toy stuff. Because he's like, yeah, last week was the best. He, we, were, we were talking about CGI Luke Hot Toys. He's like, yeah, that thing sucks. It looks like CGI yeah. Luke. But it, then he's like, I'm getting it. Though. <laughs> I was like, OK. I know, right? Like, I'm getting it for the Dark Trooper prop. Then I'll probably sell Luke. I was like, OK, all right, all right. I love that guy. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, really, uh, new toys, that was it. The new Onovas out there, the limited items at this point. seems like their their biggest license right now is is Star Wars. And I don't know if they yeah. took this on from another company or what, but 
Um, it's a legit license, high-end props. They're available right now. Hit up denuonovo.com if you've got some serious yeah. amounts of cash to burn. Okay. One little thing here, Jason, before we get into the fan segment, which is slightly reduced because uh, I didn't feel like doing the fan question a week. It's not like people play anyways. Uh, but someone from the community reached out, and hopefully he doesn't mind me kind of blasting this on air right now. Uh, but at Pixel Rope DM'd us uh, a couple weeks ago when I was out uh, taking some personal time just to let us know, like, hey, I came in possession of a bunch of uh, new TVC figures uh, from Hasbro, yeah. mostly from the Mandalorian line. And he's like, I want you guys to give some of them away because I like the Star Wars time show. Nice. I like the community and and I want to give back. And I was like, hey, that's fucking fantastic, dude. Um, sure. We'll, we'll do it for right. you. So, uh, the giveaway has not started. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of announcing it almost free, uh, free balling, spitballing how we should go about it. What do you think the best way to do a giveaway these days, Jason, Ooh. to actually drive people to the show itself, meaning YouTube or the podcast platforms and not so much Instagram? Uh, I think anytime you have uh, the ability for people to comment and talk about uh, either maybe what they'd want to do with it or, um, you know, to hear like, what's the intention by like, why, why should they win? Or they want to win it for someone to give to them. Or I don't know. I think there's anytime you're able to, instead of like, Hey, like this, like this video, right. like that's one thing you could do, but also beyond that, like how can you like, kind of get in some engagement? Um, or if it's, uh, you know, trivia or questions about certain things like, you know, finish this, finish this quote or caption this photo. I think those are really fun and you can have people vote on them. Um, I think that that's more exciting to me versus just like random draws. All right, we got these, this list of names and let's, yeah. let's spin the wheel and I like that random, but I like yeah. that idea. I, I, I might still use some of the tactics that people use on IG to drive um, interaction. Oh, sure. Like, Hey, yeah. tag three people, have <laughs> them tag three people. No, I think that's, no, I think that's good because then you're also getting it out to yeah. more people. Um, cause I mean, you're giving away free stuff, so there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, tell your friends. You're not, I mean, the only thing, yeah, obviously people are coming to you, but anybody can, you know, unfollow you or unlike the photo after the thing's over, but they might oh, actually tr trust the content, us. So. Our fans are the best at, yeah. at unfollowing us and unliking a lot of our content. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've lost about half of them over the summer because of probably some dumb shit I said about COVID that they didn't like. Who knows? Um, <laughs> you can't win them all, buddy. Can't win them all. No. Nah. All right. I don't know. There's a bunch of different things. I yeah. like that. I think ultimately we'll do the drawing on a live stream. Uh, so people actually nice. uh, hopefully are here. Maybe you have to be in the chat to win. I know our, our times aren't the best. So that, who knows? I don't know. I, I just wanted to get it out there. We're, we're finally going to do a giveaway of some sort. It. Thanks to the community itself. Not Nick and I. I mean, we've always told you we give you enough free shit every week. And that is the nonsense that we talk into these mics. No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually think I'm going to give away my uh, my Jackson. This guy here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I mean, green, I, green I bought dude. this because I thought like, oh, yeah, he's different. He looks cool. But I'm looking. I'm like, hey, what the fuck do I need this for? I mean, honestly, <laughs> what, what do I need this for? I, I didn't really read the comics with him. He looks kind of goofy. Yep. Um, That's why I passed on. It, it just it's you know how it is, man. It's FOMO. It's like when you do toy photography, even if you don't do it anymore. 
you still yep. make some of your buying decisions based on in your head. Oh, I, that might work in a photo, right? Am I right or am I right? Yeah. You're right. Absolutely right. And it, yeah, it's it's stupid. And he he was one of them. And it, I'm just like, why the fuck do I need? And now I've just reminded myself I need to go cancel all those Rogue One re-releases because that was another one. Like, oh, their faces look slightly better. I need them all again. It's like, no, you don't. No, you. Don't. I am. Yeah, I did that with the Rebels, but I am going to get the 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 Rogue Ones because Rogue One that's your versions because that's my favorite. I I I completely understand that, and I'm still going to get the Bodhi Rook because he wasn't available, and I think the Galen and the uh, right and the and the X Wing pilot. But I I might Mm -hmm. I might give up on Ander and Jin and Baze and cheer it because like eh, yeah you know don't really need them. I could probably pay somebody the same amount of money to do decent jobs, or I could repaint them myself and. They'd be well, okay, but and, well, I'll just have to see what they look like in, in, in your too, situation. But. I mean, you just sit there, wait around the mailbox, and there's a good chance that you know you're going to get the kid anyway sent over there to help drum up interest. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, that's the case. Um, so yeah, keep keep an eye out. Uh, we'll probably be, I, I would I would assuming dumping the main giveaway post on IG probably next week. I'm going to wait for Nick to get back and try to get him to do some of the lifting on this because. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I just, I do too much and, and he needs lot, to man. I don't know him, how so. you guys do it. It's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be giving away at least three TVC figures in new inbox from the Mandalorian. All right. And that awesome. again, thank you pixel rope for reaching out. I know you don't make the live streams, but apparently you like the show and he's a fellow Pittsburgher. So I'm always down with the Yinzers, nice. even though I haven't lived there since 1994, you will never remove the steel city from my heart all right right, man let's get into that fan segment everyone's favorite at least those that uh kind of get sucked into the live stream here uh we are not doing the fan segment today what the hell do i have a donald trump coin on my ads for right now get the fuck out of here all right I, I was not searching for Donald Trump stuff. I do not know why Google, right. Google ads is, is submitting these to me. Maybe it's because I've been asking all my apps not to track now. So it's just like, all right, fuck you. These are the ads you get. Probably. These are the ads Probably. you get. Uh, but yeah, yeah we're, we're here for the top five. Love top it. five. This is my favorite. Star Wars featured artists of the week. I actually did a double duty this, this week, my friends. So feel bad for me. Bust out those tiny violins. Uh, because you know, Nick, like I said, he's, he's doing a spirit walk for real. Like I was like, Nick, you doing a top five of this week? He's like, ah. it's like, dude, I'm zenning out right now on the Rockies. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll handle it. So if you're new here, which I doubt there are many of you that are new, but just in case the top five is a, a, a Genesis of a week, weeks long effort by myself on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show to look at all the excellent art that the Star Wars community puts out. And typically I ask you to tag at Star Wars Time Show and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. No, the hashtag is not an ad for us, as some of you say. It, it truly is. I know, yeah, hey, look, people look at me like, what's that? And they'll click on it. I'm being 100% serious. The tag and the tagging is to help me see your shit because we all know on IG, it doesn't matter who you're following. You're probably not going to see their content unless you like their everything they put out, save everything they put out. You're just not going to see it. Yeah. 
So the hashtag is mostly so I can see all the new shots every day. And I do. I go through every one, give you a like. Maybe they'll go right to a story. But if it's something that stands out, I will take it and repost it to at Star Wars Time Show. At the end of the week, you know, there might be over 100 shots, 150. Nick typically will pick five of his favorite. So this week, I picked the favorites. It's kind of cheating. I already knew it was coming. So nah, not at all. I kind of had some, uh, some of them were juiced, Jace. I'm not going to lie. It's like, this one's definitely going to make it. When I was sharing it, it was like, oh, this one's going to make it. this one. And they, they ended up making it. So that's kind of how to get involved. So if you want to get involved, make sure on Instagram, you tag anything Star Wars related, art, toy photography, real ass paint, tattoos, cosplay, uh, dioramas, digiramas, it doesn't matter. We're talking with the godfather of the digirama technique, by the way. I know I know all of you uh, community members know that, but maybe some of you non-Star Wars toy photographers didn't, but this is the man that invented taking uh, awesome looking Star Wars shots, kind of using digital screens instead of spending money on dioramas and, and the other good stuff. Oh. made sense to me all right no it's great i mean it's one of my favorite techniques because there's no way my my dumb ass is going to build some of the dioramas that like the 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 plastic actions even jason b michael's gotten into it visual approach has gotten into it so i know no way time guys consuming. yeah no way guys it's like i barely have time to even do portraits so no way i'm going to try to build little little worlds but i i love your work everybody all yeah. right, buddy. So let's let's go through this and see who made the top five Star Wars fan artist features for the week running 817 to 23. All right. So like I said, Nick is attempting to climb mountains. So let's do this. All right. Up first, Jason, we have what I consider to be an extremely cinematic looking shot from at Beto Lang Garcia or at B.E.T. T-O-L-A-N-G-A-R-I-C-A. So whatever the hell that says, because uh, cl- clearly I can't Nailed read it. today. Beto Langarica. <laughs> uh, but it, what we're looking at, if you're not on the live stream, it's essentially a still from the Rise of Skywalker at the end when, when Ray returns and the three heroes hug each other um, kind of in front of the Millennium Falcon. And, and did Beto yeah. not just fucking knocked us out of the park completely captured i mean that moment i mean to me if you like the the sequels or not just the end of that film when you feel like hey this is like the you know return of the jedi the the end where every, we did it right we defeated evil and so this moment here was really really powerful um and just to, to have that moment of embrace but also just the lighting that, that yes. mood and that emotion is just awesome um, it, it's a beautiful shot. It's just it's got that that warm lighting. You know, the the the, the huddle, if you will, is kind of on the, yeah. the left third of, of the frame. Right. Like it's right in that one of the rule of three crosshairs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like some of the, you know, obviously the depth of field giving you a little forced perspective. So your eye right. typically goes right to the hug. But you, you kind of get the whole scene uh, in the background, even though they're kind of washed out. Uh, it, it, it's a combination of the of the lighting. Looks like there's some atmosphere going on there. I don't know if it's post type of haze or, or practical, but it just it it feels like a a movie scene with toys. And and I'm always blown away when an artist can uh, really make toys feel cinematic. If that makes sense. 
definitely nailed nailed this shot and like you said it's so cinematic and so beautiful and and so like I, to me just warm right it just feels uplifting yeah and i mean if you were sitting right here Grace. i think i would hug you right now like it just it makes it makes <laughs> me want to hug people right <laughs> you'd hug me even without the shot of course i would Let, of course i real. would of course with that new camera yeah, you're no, using i mean geez look at this anyone else notice that i mean it's a shame that we use black and white over here because it takes care of a lot of issues, especially when you when you bring in guests. You don't really have to worry about lighting and, and resolutions. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I can see Jason in color, and it, it it looks like I'm watching him on a TV show. It's so professional cool. looking, like the lighting, everything, the clarity. It's amazing. I'm borrowing it just to make it make it clear. I have not purchased uh, this yet, but uh, I was just testing well, it out it, for the uh, show. It fucking works, man, cuz it even auto focuses on you perfectly when you go in and out of its yeah. of its uh, or like Yeah, it, it, it'll catch that. Look at that. That's is sweet. this is it similar yeah. to, have you seen I, mean, I don't know if you watch a lot of sports, but they've started using like re- ridiculous cameras uh you know, football, basketball that that makes it look like you're almost there because of the the, the depth of field you get, uh, the clarity of the image. It's just it's insane. And I feel like you have one of those right now. It's awesome. It's just a, it's a, a Sony Alpha seven three a seven three, and it's um, it's just a nice DSLR camera. So I need to upgrade, and that's this is probably what I upgrade too. So uh, it's nice. You Sony guy now? Uh, Canon. All right. Ooh, ooh, so. you're leaving the you're leaving the Canon family. Probably. We'll see. TBD. I'm just doing my research yeah. right now. Well, so. it looks great for live streaming, if anything else. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you I'm can take it. it so. I'm sure you can take a decent toy pick or two with it. I like to try. So, All yeah. right, so anyway, uh, this shot. Yeah, back, back awesome. to back nice. to Beto here and not not us. Uh, sometimes that happens yeah. during the top five. Just just bear with us. Hey, look at that. Jason B. Michael. He joined just in time. We, we were just talking shit about you, Jason B. How's, how's it going, up, buddy? <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, yeah, please this, check this out at Beto Lang Arica. And I'll spell it again. B-E-T-O-L-A-N-G-A-R-I-C-A. Uh, I think a fairly... Probably Beto Langarica. Langarica. Yeah, Beto Langarica. Langarica. All right. But a, a, a smaller account. What I like uh, with Beto, I'm on his page right now, uh, Jason, just in case. Also, yeah. He provides, it's almost like a, a color palette on the first shot. Mm-hmm. To Underneath like, the strip. To like yeah. show the colors used in the shot. I don't know what that means. I'm kind of dumb when it comes to this stuff. Do you know? I don't know. But I like it too. It's neat it's nice though, palette, right? Though. Like, cause I mean, if you look like even his, um, his Bespin, a carbonite room shot kind of the same thing you know you go from the darker mm-hmm. to the lighter shades using the shot either way produces some good looking toy photography using star wars figures so make sure to check them out give them a follow if you have not already yeah. All good right. stuff up next and, and i really i know there have been kind of i guess we'll call them comic books before using toy photography mm-hmm. But this one from at fun size Jedi at fun sized yeah. Jedi is um, I don't know. I just I really 
appreciated this one and it's kind of like a a three layer shot that tells a very brief story of it looks like the um the heavy mando and our buddy din reconnecting for the first time after their what season one episode three theatrics where the heavy essentially saved the day and then rocket rocketeered up and said see it buddy you know gave the the wave off and din was like damn i want to i want a jetpack too but what, what yeah. fun size Jedi did? It's like, you know, it's almost like in, in the first panel, right, Jason? It's like he's he's mm-hmm. either Din called out or he sensed that Din was behind him. He turns around, they see each other, and then the last one, they're kind of doing the the predator bro shake that yep. um, you know our, our our boy grief cardboard and the Terminator do in Predator. <laughs> it just I don't know, man. Don't you feel like you can almost? I feel like I'm in this city street watching yeah, this play just, out between these two it looks i mean again going back to cinematic this is a different type of cinematic where you feel like you're on the set like you're you're behind the, yeah. the lens looking at these guys acting out <laughs> giving that that bro uh you know bro handshake or whatever it is the um you yeah, son that, of a bitch that everyone knows exactly. what i'm talking about there it looks it looks really right it, it stood out to me um when you showed me this shot originally it really stood out because one looking at them one by one at first well I lo- the other thing i love about it it really tells kind of like a really quick story because at first yeah the first panel he looks back he's a decision like oh something's about to go down and he's confronting him the next one and then the third one right they're doing the shake. It's like, like yeah my dude that is really cool yeah, it's yeah like, it could have gone that third panel could have gone any way yeah, but like, like Din, Din's head has a hole in it or something you know because he just he yeah, just got exactly. blasted got knives at each other's neck or whatever it is yeah, no, it's beautiful. And just the the way it's shot, it, it does look realistic. Um, and the focus, I mean, really shallow depth of field. And so the focus is really uh, intentional on the characters and, and telling that, you know, kind of quick story. So, yeah, and this is a, a fun sized Jedi is a, is a small account. I don't know if it's new. Uh, but but some good stuff here and clearly has channeled the the Digirami master himself. Because it looks like a, that's a technique used in a lot of fun-sized Jedi shots. Uh, the, the story of the heavy even continued here. I mean, he's got him beating up some stormtroopers. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he's taking nice. a he's taking a din shot to the Beskar in this last one here. Uh, but but you know, good stuff. And then then you get some of the the close-ups if you scroll through. But I just I yeah. don't know. I I um I like seeing different stuff sometimes you know a lot of times every day when i'm going through these trust me there's a lot of great star wars stuff being sent our way yeah uh there's some other stuff where it's like hey you know keep keep working at it those of you that come at me in the dms that's not the best way to kind of get featured so uh, i know you're not going to stop but you know sometimes like i had to do to myself just just really evaluate what you're putting out yeah and then look at some of the stuff that's getting chosen and, and kind of have a heart to heart with yourself and go, does, yeah. does mine stack up to this? No. Well then, Hey, keep, keep working at it. Uh, we love everything we get, but there, there's some stuff. It's like, he, okay. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the tag, but you know, keep, keep practicing. No matter where you are skill wise, you should always be challenging yourself and you should always be trying to push yourself to make better work right. and comparing, you know, in a good way, Comparing your work to others, noticing those things that make shots stand out, like what makes you stop and see a photo and want to look at it. And like 
recognize and start seeing patterns that develop and then try to implement that stuff in your work. Those things you start to realize. So yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, with me, when I see stuff, I'm like, that's amazing. And then I'm like, how can I make my work better? That's really what it's about. And then if you do it enough like me, where you're looking at other people's art, you'll eventually be able to pick out who the artist is without even seeing yeah. their name, which I can Absolutely. pretty much do with, I'd say at least 15 artists at this point in time. Jason being one of them, yes. Black Series, Spencer, Jax. That's uh, interesting. Sean is an another one. I mean, it's just like, even though we all kind of beg, borrow, and steal tips from each other, everyone still has their own style, 100%. Yep. 100%. Yep. Even if you try to recreate the same shot, it's still going to look like a Jason shot versus a Matt shot versus a Zay shot versus a Sean shot versus a JMB shot. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm no different than the rest of you when you're on your phone, when I'm looking through these, it's what stands out to me. I, I'm sure right. I have my own style that I, I like from the community. Uh, but typically mm-hmm. a, a shot that gets featured, it's being featured because it truly is standout level. And, and that's what fun sized right, right. Jedi did right here. Just to spell it because I, I don't know if you're catching the, the extra D in there, but it's F U N S I Z E D. J E D I fun size Jedi. Uh, give them a, give them a look and a follow. Good stuff. All right. Oh, here's one of our favorite real ass painters right here at savvy art. Yes. Uh, Nick himself has actually donated to her cause. He's, he's bought some of her work as you know, he's, he's over the summer. Nick has, he's kind of become a, a star Wars artist philanthropist. And that anyone we feature on the show, if they offer something to buy, uh, he typically goes out and and takes advantage of that link. And I know he's gotten something from at Savvy Art. Uh, I think Sir Dork. I know uh, Devin in here, Super Scoundrel. I don't know if Jason's uh, you got stuff to buy, because if if you do, I'll make sure Nick buys something from you. I got stuff I can give you, too. (laughs) That's what I didn't want to tell him. I'm like, uh, a lot of these guys just send me like Christmas cards of their art. So I I got it. Uh, But uh, if you do send something to Nick, make sure it gets lost and and wet and rainy, just like the the Sir Dork art that he got, because they're always fun stories when Nick kind of recalls all his fails in life on the show. So I I like to hear that type of stuff. But anyways, at at Savvy Art, S-A-V-V-Y-Y-A-R-T, we featured her multiple times. And if you're on the stream, you probably know why, because we're looking at a shot of uh, Ray and Ben at the end of The Rise of Skywalker when he did become Ben Solo again. And her style is, you know, without breaking out the big D, it's very Disney-esque, like Disney perfect to me. Yes. Um, Yeah. You know, in a good way. Yeah, isn't it? What era of Disney would you say? Is it this modern era that's kind of computer animated or is it like one era prior i'd say prior um like like 90s late 90s early yeah, okay. 2000s yeah, okay. that, lion king you know when they started kind of inter- incorporating some computer generated yeah, stuff yeah but i think like it's just the lighting is beautiful all of our work um if anybody's familiar with it if you're not you need, definitely need to go check out um all the stuff that you can see that just posted but there's again going back to I think a lot of these things they stand out not only because they're just visually like just beautiful like color palette uh, how it's rendered but most importantly it's really the storytelling it's about the emotion yeah and if you look in this photo you've got uh, Ren is looking at 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 uh, Ray 
And you, I'm just wondering, like, what is he thinking? Like, this is a moment where he realizes, hey, we're on the same team. Like, and I genuinely like. Yeah, he's got I like those, you, those big uh, doe eyes. You know, he's like, oh, I know, right? right? Like, you're almost yeah. waiting for if this was a Disney movie, like the the hearts start spinning on top of his head, right? Like, yeah, exactly. like the, the hearts and the little bird. Like, he he's love cuckoo right now. Yeah, uh, but you're right. I mean, here uh, the other shot that's included in here, you have Kane and, and Hera, another Star Wars famous Star that. Wars couple, and here uh, Hera is getting kind of the. These the side eye from Kanan, but it's the same thing. Like you can tell that these these Star Wars gentlemen truly are enamored with their Star Wars yeah. ladies. And, and why shouldn't you be? Yeah, I mean, look at look at look yeah. how pretty Ray is. But that Savvy Art, it, like I said, she, she's one of our favorites. I mean, her style again to me it, it just boggles my mind that she is not working for the studio and i know not every artist is going to get those gigs but sure a yeah. lot of times when i see the the art that people are putting out on ig for free a lot of times it's like holy hell you people have more talent in your fingernail than i do in my entire body and more people need to know you need paid for this skill and 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 at savvy art is one that i just feel like please please this this girl girl should be getting paid for her excellence because i mean i'm going through her page right now on the live stream it's just so much just beautiful yeah, so stuff much just beautiful it, it, it's just it has that that disney feel i know disney fans would love it star wars fans love it um truly a a talent in the community and we always hope the best for at savvy art i, I know her audience yeah. isn't quite as edgy as we are so <laughs> the one time she shared the segment she's like just be wary. They swear a lot. I've I've done my best to uh, not be <laughs> usual Matt during this top five, especially during Savvy Arts right. uh, segment here, um, because I, I really am a huge fan personally uh, of what she does. So good. All right. Who do we got next here? Oh, look, look at this. Look at this. We've got the most recent Star Wars art from our guests. That's right. We've got uh, Plastic Action's Plastic most action. recent creation. Uh, it looks like he's using some Land Speeder Luke action in there with that new Rebel bunker that he's been he uh, sculpted out. I know people are. I don't know if they're getting from from Bat Store over here or right from Luke's uh, Patreon, but. What Jax yep. did, I mean, it, this is Jax for you. Like I said, he he tries to infuse a little bit of humor in almost every shot, but we see uh, Jedi Knight Luke with his little trainee Grogu. Grogu's like mid-backflip with a <laughs> little yellow lightsaber training with the remote, just like Luke did when he was young with Obi-Wan. But I, Jason, to me, so I good. think my favorite part with, with how great the... The, uh, the the main the subject Ewoks. is it, it's the two Ewoks in the back like spying on this shit. You know, you got I think that's Paplo or Paplu and yeah. I don't know if that's Low Gray or like Chirpa. Yeah, but they're they're sitting back there like, gray. hey, what, what what the hell's going on with this little green thing and in this this uh, hooded figure here? Like like what are they doing? And can we play? You know, that's it's awesome. like can we get in on this? Yeah. Uh, I think that's, again, like when we go back to Jax's interview when we were speaking with him earlier, um, I think this kind of goes back to really his signature. One of his signatures in his work is like the detailed nuance, the stuff that you're going to see at first. You see, OK, you re realize it's Luke, it's Grogu, it's a training oh, yeah. droid. But then you sit on it longer, then you start discovering all these really great, beautiful like Easter eggs or funny moments. 
And I think that's really uh, uh, one of the many signatures in Jax's work where it's just like, that's brilliant. You can stare at this thing and you're going to keep finding things that are um, just oh, add yeah. more layers yeah. to it. I mean, you, you do that yeah. too. Uh, Jason B. Michael's gotten into that where, you know, you, you can spend a few minutes looking over with your shots and yeah. it's not really just the main subject. It's like, Oh, look, Jason, he weaved in a porg again, like he usually does. Or, you know, there's a pigeon over yep. there on a piece of pizza. Uh, that shot that yep. visual approach did recently where he had Boba Fett, like hanging in the palace, eating pizza with Dangar and the other bounty hunters. And he's got his leg up on, uh, you know, solo and carbonite. It's just it's, all, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, man. You know, that's why you guys are, are the, are the true champions. It, it is, it, you get the story told right in your face with the main subject, but then there's multiple little tales going on in the background, um, which, which I appreciate. So, um, yeah. And obviously it's, it's masterfully, uh, executed, uh, the, the, the focus, the composition, and then you've got kind of that practical, um, the practical portion of the, the ground, the bunker, that Dio piece. And then I think for this piece, if I recall, he used Digirama as yeah. well, like for the, the back. Um, and so just, again, that whole marrying of all those elements works together to make this piece and it really does kind of take you and transport you there in a way. I mean, it sounds a little silly, but when you're able to spend that time to kind of build that scene, it really uh, puts you in a different context and mm -hmm. makes you feel like you're actually there experiencing what's happening. No, I, uh, really artsy. And I get that. It's like I said, I mean, a lot of times when I would get to a shoot, it was more like, OK, two hours on the clock. Go. Right. It, it would kind of be a mad yeah. rush. Like I, I got new figures. I want to get pictures of them. I don't have time to plan out anything intricate. And that's kind of how, how I got into my style, which is, which is mostly portraits or, yeah. or tiny little portraits type of scenes. Yeah. And that's fine. But you, you do see those that, you know, kind of put thought into, Hey, I have time for a shoot today. And they actually chart it out, write it down. That's where you kind of get this, these next level stories being told with toys. Um, mm -hmm. And it is, it, it, yeah. it's a time thing. It's having the imagination thing. Uh, I know I, it was funny. I was looking at a lot of Jax's posts and almost every comment is what, what camera do you use? Um, yeah, while right. I, I believe my friend right here proved that, you know, you can take great shots with iPhones too, but clearly DSLRs are always going to make them look that much better and more professional because of the depth of field and all the other settings you get with a DSLR versus a smartphone. Yeah. Camera is ultimately the least important thing when it comes to yeah. this, this hobby, it's, it's the last thing really. I mean, it's, eye is yeah. what you're trying to please, but it's not what makes the, the photo good. It's, it's your if brain. Anything, it should be like, what it should, if anything, it should be like, what lens are you using? Yes. Versus like yes. camera bot. Exactly. Know? Lens can definitely yeah. impact how a shot turns out. But like I said, ultimately it's the vision and the execution mm -hmm. of the vision that can produce some of the magic out there. So, uh, yeah. I know everyone thinks if you get a DSLR and a nice lens that you're going to be the next 162,000 large toy photography account. It's just not the case. I'm sorry gotcha. to burst your bubble. <laughs> okay? You know that? I know that. Yeah, it just ain't <laughs> going to happen. So uh, give up now. You got to follow your passions like Jax is saying. There yeah. he is. Our boy, the Plastic Ballers himself at Plastic Action. I mean, any, anytime he, he throws up a Star Wars shot, just like Jason, Zay, JMB, there's a lot of your visual approach. You're, you're probably getting featured on this show or at least on our account because uh, I'm a fanboy. 
I, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm a fanboy within the community. All right. Yeah. I think this is our last one and, and maybe my personal favorite of the week. Yeah. Uh, the moment I saw it, Jason, I got exactly what at Kingdom of Weird was going for. I don't know if you did. Uh, but the moment I saw the shopping cart <laughs> full of all these little Star Wars three seven five figures, I was like, "That motherfucker just did an homage to the opening of I think Jackass. it was Jackass two, where they ride yeah. down that hill in a shopping cart, literally getting shot with debris and cannons and all sorts of shit." <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm cracking up just looking at it now because he act- isn't that crazy? I mean, it's it's still even even that as like a a poster or a moment, you know, for <laughs> in time how iconic that is and i you know i i watched a few you know jackass episodes and stuff and didn't see that movie but i remember the the promotional stuff yeah and it's so funny because that was an immediate connection and it's just a shopping cart with a bunch of people in it but he absolutely nailed it he did it's perfect he did i mean you yeah. got you got grogoon r2 they're on like the under rail you got uh, yep. a slave anakin and mando and 3po they're in the front raising the back you got hell he's even got time we in there Watto, uh, sheev yep. is back there i mean it, i guess that that is the beauty of star wars 375 sometimes they're a lot smaller you can kind of cram more into a a prop but at kingdom of weird just and even on our share of his shot some of the comments were hey this reminded me of jackass because uh, I, exactly. I believe in, in andy's actual post he puts uh, his, his caption was hi i'm johnny knoxville and now this is pod racing um, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't even need to to give us the caption because he did so well at, at the setup i mean it looks like we got yeah. some practical fire back there you get the ewok hanging on to the side it just I, I mean like i said the first time i saw it i was like holy shit this reminds me of when awesome. I lost my shit laughing at Johnny and the boys going down the hill to open Jackass 2 and just getting the yep. shit kicked out of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. it. I can, I can tell it's, it's always fun when you think, uh, you think you, when you're looking at someone's photos and you are just thinking, man, they had fun with that. Yeah. They, they really enjoyed putting that together and you can see that in the work. <laughs> and obviously with this one, I've, that immediately was like, that looks like a lot of fun. And the choice between like, which characters <laughs> we're going to be used are probably like Wade, you know, oh, like, which great. ones are going to be ridiculous. <laughs> Having R2 and Grogu at the bottom of the cart. Oh, yeah, brilliant. like little, little Anakin's looking down at the ground, like, oh shit, when we're going to crash, where Din's looking forward, like, yeah. Uh, but I do. Anytime I look at it, it's like instantly. It's almost Pavlov's dogs. I hear the jackass theme, like that, dar, dar, yeah. dar, like the opening guitar, and then it's just like it, it's perfect. So, Kingdom of Weird, you, you you did your job and you did it perfectly. Like I said, this was probably my highlight of the week. Uh, I laughed the moment I saw it when I featured it, and and I knew if Nick wasn't going to pick it for the top five, if he was going to do it, I was going to throw it in there some way or another because it just sometimes, Jason, I, I know you probably experience it too, but sometimes you just flip by a shot and you're like, man, that is a winner on so many levels, yep. and, and this was one of them yep. right here. Um, I think Nick would have chosen this one. You do? For sure. I don't know. Some, yeah, I do. Sometimes you don't think Nick's so? a dick. You never know. I, I, half the times, I think he just he just scrolls up and down and closes his eyes and sticks a finger on it and goes, all right. That's You can only say that because you fired him. He's not coming back. <laughs> that's right? the winner right there. 
so no, excellent stuff at Kingdom Weird. And again, all all Star Wars three seven five. He's he's one of the bigger three seven five accounts out there. Uh, him, TX Carlo. Uh, who else messes in three seven five a lot? I think Vin Faith has been doing some three seven five lately. For, skeleton astronaut. Yep, skeleton astronaut. Force Dad photography is huge in three seven five and creating uh, dios. It's like, man, don't you feel like if we would have just waited a few years, we probably could have stayed with collecting three seven five because they are almost at Black Series quality level now, right? Oh my gosh! At this point, some of the I gotta say, some of the vintage fi- figures Look better. They are better than the Black yeah. Series versions of the same character. I wouldn't say they're that much That's cheaper crazy. these days either, because I think TVC are what twelve, thirteen bucks now. Um, yeah, the Black Series they're going to go up to like twenty five. I, I know at least. All right, do yeah. you do you find yourself potentially dropping out of that line, or are you always going to stick with it? No, I won't drop out of it. Uh, I'm not collecting as much just because there's too much to keep track of, right. and I just don't have. I can't spend that kind of money. And there's other things I like collecting too, um, but no, I, I I I will always continue to buy Black Series as far as I, you know, as far as I can yeah, project I in my mind right now. Like I don't want to leave it because there's so much fun stuff. I talk a big game, like I'll be able to walk away. And, and this year alone, I've probably already spent way more than I need to on Black Series, considering oh, yeah. the, the the hot toys finances I got going on right now. But I do right. remember when I was I was only a a three seven five collector. I mean, all the way up through Rogue One. 375. I mean, I, I'm looking right now. That's I've got, crazy. and that's when I was still a keep it in the box guy too, but I've got clear plastic totes full of 375 Rogue One figures sitting right next to me. Um, but I gave up because that's I was like, awesome. I want the black series cause they look better and look what these people are doing on yeah. Instagram. Maybe I can do it. So I was the asshole that went on eBay really- and bought all like the original, a black box with blue or orange stripes yep. for way more than I should have, especially when Hasbro intro the archive program where now they're all essentially $20 that I spent 80 to a hundred on a piece. But Hey, that's the life of we're a FOMO collector. Jason knows what I'm talking about as do most of you. Uh, yeah. 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 Now it's nice because you're like, uh, eventually they're going to remake a figure that you miss. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you might as well just hold off. Just wait. So. so, all right. Well, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. That so. that wraps the top five. Ended on a, a good one there, but really a, a bunch of, of great art, as we always feature on the Star Wars Time Show. Yeah, that's that's why you need to join in, at least for the fan segment towards the end of all the Star Wars talk. Um, so at Kingdom of Weird, at Plastic Action, at Savvy Art, at Fun Sized Jedi, at Beto Langarica. Sorry, buddy. I'm a dumb American. I'll just leave it at that. Um, those were our top fives. If you're not following them, hit them up. Rewind the tape if you need to see their names again, because we have it in it's it's in Star Wars time show lore at this point in time. It's in the archive. You, you can find it. All right, everyone. I got to get my co-host out of here because he's got a life too. got to take care of little kids. I know I do. My wife's been sending me texts like um, I need to go back to work. Can you please stop this shit? Um, so that, that's that's time. It's it's the end of the show. We made it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, no more. No more. Hard cut. No more bullshit in here. But no. In all seriousness, Jason, thank you, man. I mean, uh, uh, Pleasure, you know, maybe man. maybe we'll do it again when Nick's leave. Nick Nick uh, takes a break. Or I, I like having a guest host. Like I said before, we went live. Um, 
makes it more fun. Doesn't Plus, it? you always, you know, you have a perfect podcast voice. I mean, he has in the industry. <laughs> Jason has a radio voice and a TV face, so he's got the kind of the best oh, of both worlds here. Um, but no, he's, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> he's a good guy. One of my favorite members of the community. He's at work more or less on Instagram. I'm, I'm sure most of you are following him, but if not hit him up, he's also a designer by trade and, and does some real cool stuff. I mean, this guy definitely has a lot of creativity in his DNA. All right, people, it's, it's the end of the show. So you know what time it is. It's time to get on over to starwarstime.net and at least remind yourself of where you can point non-Star Wars Time Show people to go. Because it, it's our home base. Absolutely. It's where our content is at. It's where all our jump-off links are at for all the podcast platforms that we're on. And yes, we're on all the good ones. There are no excuses. If you like doing the audio only, we, we like I said, we've got the main platforms. Just go to StarWarsTime.net. Click around, poke around, scroll around. You will find the path to righteousness. We also have our YouTube link on there. And I've even made it easy. You just got to click on the button that says subscribe. And guess what? It'll auto subscribe you. So you don't even have to do two clicks to join in on the video fund, the live stream fund that the Star Wars Time Show puts out on a weekly basis. That's right. We do the show every Tuesday live. The audio only version comes out on Wednesdays. And then just, you know. Depending on how the Star Wars week goes, there may be some other video content that I put out because I am consumed with this galaxy that is so far, far away. And might I add, not real. But hey, it's my hobby (laughs) and it's what I want to waste my time on. So screw the rest of you. All right, people. Or come along. Or come along with us. There's always time for Star Wars time. We love you. We want more of you. It's the people that matter. It's not the money. It truly is. Like the more people that that join in and have fun, join in the chats, uh, hit us up in DMs. That's what we live for. I've said it a million times and I'm not bullshitting you. I don't care if I, I don't make a cent from the Star Wars time show. It's just knowing that there are at least tens and tens of people out there that like listening to me and Nick and at times Jason on a weekly basis because there truly is always time. For Star Wars time, right? Say it, say it, say whatever. You know, there's always time for Star Wars time. See? For Star Wars time. Jason knows it. The (laughs) chat knows it. The world knows it. We just need the rest of you that are willing to give up a few hours of your week to listen to two bozos talk about it to know it too. All right? StarWarsTime.net. And if you listen to the show... There's an added bonus. If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always. Always.